0: Into the
1: fire, run. Hmm. run! Hello and welcome to episode 34 of Out of the Frying Pan, a Middle-Earth strategy battle game podcast.
0: Curse him, root and branch. Many of those trees are my friends, creatures I had known from nut and acorn. Many had voices of their own that are lost forever now. And there is a waste of stump and bramble where once there were seen groves, I've been idle. I have let things slip. It must stop.
1: Awesome. I'm looking forward to uh, the main topic later today. It should be uh, starting to talk about things that I've been waiting to start for ages. But any, <laughs> It's anyway, relevant to your interests. <laughs> it certainly is. <laughs> um, and many peoples in the last few months. But anyway, um, how's it going, You All right? Yeah, all good, actually. All good. All good yourself? Yeah, pretty good. Kids forgot how busy um, some holidays were. Feel <laughs> and there were lots of parents out there listening and nodding and going, oh, Yes, always forget, always forget how busy it feels, even with one of them still in nursery. Well, when, when his COVID bubble's not uh, not been shut down again, um, but um, yeah, other than that, really, really good. So, um, do you want to run the, the listeners through what we've got coming up today's show?
0: As always, we'll have our mini meeting segment where we're going to catch up on the latest news, etc., about what's going on, as well as our own uh, particular sort of activities since last time we recorded. We'll touch on the latest August FAQ. Uh, and then our main segment today is going to be talking about preparation for the CrackCon um, event that we're going to be hosting a table at back in October. And then we'll come to the closeout.
1: Fantastic. Yes. So. Let's take that first little break now, and when we come back, it'll be many meetings.
0: Incom Gaming, the new centre for tabletop wall gaming in Gloucestershire. Visit incomgaming.co.uk for great savings on pre-orders and all your hobby needs. We stock many gaming systems and hobby accessories and can ship to anywhere in the UK market-leading gaming mats from gamemat.eu. Visit the store and check out how to turn your tabletop into a battlefield. Incom Gaming is based in the centre of Cheltenham and offers tables and scenery for casual and organised play with a fully licensed bar. Check out our events page for upcoming events where everyone is welcome. Visit IncomGaming.co.uk. Incom Gaming. Come game,
1: shop, drink. And here we are for many meetings, um, where we talk about what we've been up to. We talk about the news, um, and there's quite a bit of news this time, isn't there? It's just, it's, um, it's it's a, it's going to be a packed show, um, which is not always the case. Um, so, Dan, what's the what's the first bit of news we've got uh, lined up at the moment?
0: Well, I'd say it's a biggie. It's not necessarily uh, to do with the game, although you never know about the future. But it is the ...release date for the new Amazon Lord of the Rings series Um, on the 2nd of August. uh, It was announced that uh, 2nd of September 2022 is going to be when it begins. And they released a big old teaser image, which people have spent meticulous (laughs) hours scouring every pixel for. There's a bit of Uh, debate,
1: isn't there, around around it already, which made me just chuckle. I was just enjoying it for this beautiful picture, which um, felt like Middle Earth there's no, nothing worrying in that picture to me it feels um, it feels like there is a legacy of the the, the Jackson stuff in there but also feels a little bit different and it's in a, in a good way and I just looked at the picture and thought I felt a little bit probably the happiest I felt about the whole project uh, based on that artwork so it's clever but then you look at the comments and, and I've seen it in quite a few whether it's gaming groups or whether it's in the Tolkien Society or the One Ring on Facebook their group and the people are debating the trees, and people debating who it is. You can see the back of an argument about it. it. just makes me laugh. It doesn't bother me. It's just like, looks good.
0: Looks good. Yeah. Can, can we not just enjoy the thing, please? <laughs> can mean... we not all have some fun? I'm starting, it allowed, I'm starting to enjoy it, really.
1: People, oh, it just makes, makes me laugh now. It doesn't even frustrate How me anymore.
0: Dare you have fun when I'm offended on your behalf? <laughs> uh, to,
1: to be honest with you, and it's very different. So I saw the discussion in the GBHL a little bit, and there was one in... Um, the OneRing.net, and then the one in the Tolkien Society is so polite and very different. <laughs> it's really good. Uh, well, which is which is fair enough. I expect the Tolkien Society members to be a little bit, uh, a little bit different. But the Facebook page is open. I'm a Tolkien Society member, and I get my uh, my bi-monthly sort of fanzine, magazine stuff, and all the little bits and bolts with it. But um uh, the actual Tolkien Society Facebook page is um, is is open for anyone, so to speak. You don't have to be a member of it. But even then, it was a, a very different. Um, it probably it's probably like the difference between the comments on a Daily Mail article or the comments and the comments um, on the I don't know the um, the Times or something like that. It's slightly really different. <laughs> I tried to pick yeah you know, I, I won't even go down that route. Anyway, um, <laughs> I, tried, <laughs> I didn't want to say Guardian because I know they're a completely different sort of type of politics as well as uh, yeah. Anyway, that's why I don't want to go down that route. So, um, but yeah, I'm excited about it. Um, I got really excited to start with, super excited. Then I realized it said twenty two, and I thought, "Oh, okay." for at least we know it is thirteen months to yeah. the day. For a minute, I thought, "Oh my god, this is September!" And it's because I'd, obviously I obviously talked about on the show before, but I uh, was convinced that we might see something this year based on the, that original license, which meant that something needed needed to be released this year. But obviously, licenses change, and um, and that can be renegotiated, especially in times of global pandemic. So it make, makes a lot of sense. But they finished filming a long time ago, so there's a lot of post, um, a lot of post production time to get that initial bit right, isn't it? So um, we'll it's see. Squeaky. Why not? Well, they finished, you I the think they finished filming I think think all. I think they finished filming everything now, haven't they? So yeah, it's all, done, it all wrapped. So yeah, so I don't know how many series have wrapped and whether they're going to go back and do more seasons. No idea. But it feels like. A lot of it's wrapped. So they those first two, which well, when we say first that two, they've talked about in the in the past. They, um, the DAB owner ones. They they that's supposed to be like the original. They're supposed to be like the starter thing, isn't it? Maybe a feature left, feature length kind of beginning, and then there's all of the guest directors doing the other stuff. So it sounds like it's all been done now, and the odd act has been sacked or replaced and we don't know why or what they were doing but a few more people have been added uh, added and we we to know, all want to know who Lenny Henry is and uh um, <laughs> I I'm want to know who generally... the woman on Swashbuckle is going to be um cuz I, yeah. I can't can't get Swashbuckle out of my head um but um yeah UK parents who who watch CBBs will know that but no one else
0: you've lost me now I'm afraid yep. but uh, yeah yep. I just want to I'm just going to sit and wait and enjoy it when it comes out. Much the same I took to Game of Thrones, really, Um, when that was originally rumoured to be coming and all that. This isn't the first rodeo for this kind of thing, and obviously we've got Wheel of Time this year as well. So um, Mm -hmm. there is a glut. Uh, Obviously we've got House of the Dragon as well, so there's a lot of fantasy going on, which is an interesting time to be alive, considering that fantasy was generally relegated to children's television. Yeah, when I was growing up, yeah, um, you yeah, know the cool. closest you ever really got was things like, um, you know, nightmare and stuff like that when I was a kid, and um, you know, it was Gorman Gos got done, didn't it, and a few other <laughs> bits and pieces. But yeah, it was never very well done either. It was always a bit under budgeted and overacted. Yeah, I, mean, I think the, the the best thing they ever released that was remotely fantasy related was Bloody uh, Maid Marian with Tony Robinson <laughs> when I was a kid. Which was, which was glorious, but all the same, when you've got you know that being the general thing of fantasy or sci-fi, you're getting. Yeah, compared
1: to now. it's all it was comedic, isn't it? A lot of especially a lot of the '80s films, were the early '90s as well. There's some good ones, um, some that I, prob- I, I probably enjoyed in the past, which I wouldn't like now as well. I can remember, I loved Willow as a kid. And I went when we going to see that in the cinema, but I tried to make Jacob watch it, and he just didn't get it. But that was after he seen seen Lord of the Rings and all and stuff, so he's probably just thinking, mm. "What's going on?" That's just weird. No better than Zardos, though. Uh, so <laughs> I Still
0: quite like the old Excalibur. Still really good.
1: Uh, I um, that was okay. I quite there was a um, a King Arthur that was done in the late nineties with Kira Knightley, and I used to like that. But then I haven't watched that for years, and I imagine if I watch it now, I might think, "Ah, that's probably not as good." I think
0: that one passed me by.
1: Uh, it's, it, I, I, I don't know i don't know if it's a good film but i used to like it um but anyway we we are digressing quite a bit but, but yes i'm really happy for it that image is as i said there's uh has swayed some of my concerns that it would just look not middle earthy um, and it's I, I thought it had some of the feel of some of the artwork we saw coming from um from from the new line productions or so yeah happy
0: you could see the hand of Alan Lee in it almost
1: you could you could and that's that's
0: yeah no no higher compliment as far as I'm concerned. I mean there's some a lot of people have done some truly beautiful art on the back of Middle earth but for me it will always be Alan Lee. He yeah, is Middle earth for me.
1: I think he's probably my favourite yeah um yeah, so,
0: yeah. it's just, just to be able to look at an image and go, yeah I see the hand of Alan Lee and I'm like yep, fair enough that's that that does me.
1: Yeah, we find out now he didn't have anything to do with it at all. But um,
0: he, well, he probably didn't. But the fact is that if you can take that as a, an artistic style, and you almost like you, it, it almost honors the the aesthetics that he's uh, wrought in the uh, Jackson series. He was on board originally,
1: wasn't he, or was it? Um, was it? No was it I'm sure he was originally. I don't know whether he whether he stayed or not, but uh, but anyway. And it looks like um, again, I don't read, I don't follow the the, the people on this. Listen to this; will will be following this much more, and actually be a bit more of an expert on it. But um, the it sounds like some more um, allowances have been given by the Tolkien enterprises, and they around use of some more poetry and things from uh, from the Silmarillion, which weren't originally allowed. Um, I think that's come up with some of the debate around the trees on the picture. So I was reading stuff in the talking. People were saying, well, they don't have the rights for this. It can't be this tree on that tree because they don't have the rights for it. And um, there was a f- quite a few comments saying, but that, you know, if you looked back three months ago, there was a statement from Talking Enterprises saying that um, some extra things have been allowed. Um, and they've only allowed that if they were happy with the way the process on, uh, was going. So they're there watching it the whole time, weren't they? Making sure that th- that the uh, the story wasn't being adapted or changed too much. Um, so that again, if if they were happy enough to um, allow further things, and I know it's a very different um, um, company now, shall we speak since uh, since Christopher's gave it up a few, you know had less involvement a few years ago so i know they're a little bit more forward looking now but um it does sound like uh we think lots of things to be happy about anyway we have talked far too long about this because we're not we have no information and we're just rabbiting and especially me so next rules what, what next rules next rule is rules but next news is we had an faq didn't we
0: we did we did um which we're not going to uh, list out in exhaustive fashion, but it, there are some highlights here. Mm-hmm. So uh, we will go through those. So um, the, one of the sort of ones we're looking at from the rule book, and this is definitely one of the ones that was uh, highlighted in the Warhammer community article, is uh, we're firing the siege engine. Um, so change the last paragraph to read: Note, if a model involved in a fight is hit by a siege engine shot, then determine which model in the fight is hit by the initial shot in the same way as a normal shooting attack. So if essentially it. Uh, you're able to hit them, then yeah. randomise if otherwise everyone moves on. Seems pretty straightforward to me. Yeah, It really needs much more comment than that. Um Another one, uh, questions and answer, Um again, again highlighted in the article. If a supporting model is in range for a banner, but no other friendly models in the same fight are in range, does that fight benefit from the effects of the banner? Yes. Which should come as no surprise to anyone.
1: Yeah, we were talking about it a few minutes ago. So... We, when we were you know making notes for the show uh, live before we started recording, it. so when that first when the FAQ came out, and I had a really really quick look. I opened each thing, just read the magenta, and then shut it down again. And it was um, um, and I didn't didn't pick up on that one as anything kind of huge. Um, and I just don't think it's ever come up in a game for me. But I can understand there would be situations, especially in a tight um match played kind of situation, especially in an event where that could be quite important to know. I'd have probably fudged it and gone, no, to be honest with you, but, um, yeah, cool.
0: Yeah, I mean, fair enough I mean, for, for me, I, I guess I don't have as ex- much experience playing yada yada, been over the subject, but the, yeah. the way I've always interpreted the rules is you, you determine your fights and then when you go to make, you know, roll your, your jewel out, you determine whether you, that jewel is in range of the banner. Yeah. <laughs> Any part of it, because you've already determined who's in that fight. Yeah. But evidently that, that is the correct way of doing things, and that's how we're going to proceed. Think, Excellent yeah, stuff.
1: It was obviously arguable, and there, and there is a definitive answer to it. So, yeah, I can see it. But, yeah, as I say, uh, it's thanks. not come up in a game that, that, that I've played. But, uh,
0: yeah. No, and I do like being right. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so moving on to Gondor at War. Uh, the Rangers of Athelion Legendary Legion. Um, the second bullet point is replaced with the following A Rangers of Athelion force must always include Frodo, Sam, and Smeagol. <laughs> so this this caused is... some controversy. Oh, quite a quite a uh, salty post got put in the, the old GVHL, which was pretty hilarious. It was good for a laugh at that, that particular chat.
1: Was it tongue in cheek, though? I saw one that I didn't it was actually a can't joke. Tell. Is it the one with the the constant kind of I I started this army, then you nerfed it, and then that it, one, yeah, the one that the Probably. tagged Jay. I, I got the impression it was um, a, logic a joke. Tongue in cheek. I thought it yes. was a joke, yeah. I, um, but because rather than being told off for tagging him, though, there, there was laughing emojis and stuff. So I I got a feeling that uh, it's someone that, that that knows him or may have met him at events and stuff like that. So I thought it was fun. I thought it was a joke rather than it being a a genuine salty point, but who knows? But it's what it's, it's a, it's a nerf that, that that a lot of people have been calling for probably for the majority of, of people, especially people who don't play that list or who have played against it. It's been a, it's been a, the biggest topic of conversation probably for the last 12, maybe even 18 months now is uh, around how to make that range of the Thelian list less, um, less, less painful and more friendly. And, um, that's one way of doing it. It's still, you can still be, what, what makes me laugh is, is that, um, that's not a lot of points. (laughs) So those three, those three characters aren't an awful lot of points. You can still make that army extremely competitive, even with including them. I bought that army. just because I love the theme. And I, I've bought Frodo sandwich Smeagol. I haven't built it and painted it mainly, partly because it was down the list of uh, things to do, but also because as it became more and more apparent that that list wasn't the friendliest list around, and um, so oh, it, they've it ruined kind of it got to, to, So
0: you can just sell it all. Well, it was
1: it, it, it will be built because I want now it wants to play narrative <laughs> games with it. Um, but I, yeah, I'd I'd already purchased Frodo sandwich Smeagol because I I felt that they should be part of it, and it makes sense in some ways. You can look at it and say, well. Maybe they should have been part of it the whole time. And it depends how you view the Legendary Legion. Isn't it? Some somewhat very, very clear that this list is meant for this. So the, the, the Pelennor list is Pelennor, Rohan, that charge, Oi. isn't it? Everyone yeah. knows what part it's for. But I felt that there was a kind a different interpretation of what Rangers of Athelium meant. Because to some people it meant, well, the, the Rangers that patrolled Athelium. But when you look at the actual contents of the list... It, it very much describes the the Faramir's command at ruins of Osgiliath at that snapshot in the film when he had Frodo and Sam as technically as prisoners or partly released by then and, and Schmeagel as well so at that point it makes sense to have those three, but I think I don't. I don't think everyone interpreted it, it as that. I think some people just saw it as a as a ra- only well, way of having a rangers only list, and I uh, maybe the name's wrong. Maybe it shouldn't be called Rangers of Athelion. Maybe it should be called I don't know. You know Faramir's yeah. Commander, Osgiliath is too much of a mouthful, but maybe that's maybe the name of it as well may led people to to interpret it as as different ways because you could probably have two builds out of it, couldn't you? you could have the. The, the Osgiliath build um, before Frodo and and Sam go off in their own way with, with with Colum again, or you could have gone for the Faramir and the Rangers out in the wilds without the uh, the normal vet, veterans, so just the Rangers. So I think that that depends how you interpret it, doesn't it? So if you're thinking just the Rangers shooting uh, mummocks, you don't really see many veterans there, do you? you well, see all that's, Rangers that's, that's in
0: that's those. Stu brother, isn't it really that?
1: Yeah, exactly, but but I think I think the name kind of this is this is in hindsight, very Captain hindsight, but the name meant that different people were interpreting that list in a different way and treating it as a bit of an list. Generally, with a legendary legion, you're taking most of the things that are in that list. So this is a bit more. No, it means this. Take these. So I like it. So it's, uh, but it's easy for me to like it because it's telling me to build the list the way I was going to build the list anyway. Um, and they have yeah. some tricks anyway. Those three, they, they do, they do do stuff. They just might not. Just it just less of just a shooty army. Anyway, move
0: on. It's a good change. Which well, actually makes Faramir a lot better if you can get Frodo with the ring on into it and yeah. have someone's fight value, then beat them to death with Faramir.
1: That's that's the thing. So, yeah, that, that's good. That's that's a good thing. So it's a different style of.
0: Style and of even this. I know that. If <laughs> <laughs> I know that, everyone can know that because <laughs> I still don't know anything. Right, armies of the Lord of the Rings. Blackguard of Baradur changed the rules to the following: exchange shield for banner. So basically, they don't make a banner model with a shield. Yeah, <laughs> there's your answer to that one. <laughs> <laughs> it does make it slightly awkward if you then pass the banner to a model that's already got a shield.
1: Uh-huh. But uh, yeah, it's I didn't even know that was a a thing that needed. Um, no, connect, I'm but,
0: guessing they just did it because they, you know, GW in general seems to be taking an approach of trying to ensure that the rules reflect the models they produce, uh-huh. which I don't blame them for. So no, yeah. that makes
1: sense. That might, my, might. My, um, I think with SPG people are very not adverse to sticking a shield on on anything that could take a shield, even if it doesn't look like it should be there. For, oh, game, yeah. for game purposes and it's just it's just something people are very happy to do you know people will go out and press mould shields a lot and things when you don't get enough Um and I remember when I started writing lists right back in the in the early days and I'd send lists to people to look at and and I'd put shields on the models that I had shields for and it'd always be find some points, put some more shields on people. And it's so, I'm not, that's not knocking it. That's, that's the, 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 competitive wise, that's the right thing to do. Um, and so, so maybe some people in the community might look. I don't know. I've not read any of the commentary on this apart from that one thread we talked about at the beginning. Um, I've just not, not indulged in it. I'm not, not really worried no. because I'm not going to events at the moment. My, you know, everything's going to be narrative play. If I do any events this year, it would be a Girls if, and if it happened and I managed to get ticket and the the wife pass from the weekend um i've got no other plans to do any events events this year it will be next year when no. i start to look doing things again so
0: aside the uh the, the battle streams meetup. i have no real intent of doing anything
1: else either so because of that i've just not been you know I, I'll, I'll read them and I'll, it goes as a mental note but i'll forget it again before i need to know it if that makes sense so uh i will um when I next book an event and I write a list for it, that's when I'll crack out the, the FAQs or the latest ones and I'll um, read them and um, see if anything affects anything I'm doing, so to speak. Um, but wonders like that, I just forget. I don't play. I haven't got Blackguard. I don't play Power Door You know, I don't, just don't. It's just one of those things that doesn't because yeah. I'm not a competitive player. Just goes over my head. Um, anyway.
0: Yes. Uh, final one we're going to touch on. There are others, but we generally touching the ones that are a little bit more interesting. Is the um, Wag Marauder? You add the cave dweller special rule to the Moria Goblin Riders, which makes sense.
1: Yeah, exactly. it's something that was missing before. so uh,
0: And needs to be more specific because you don't want a cave dwelling Wag. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, and
1: there we are. But there, there were other bits and pieces in the design. Yeah, There's quite country, a few other ones, but um, they, all, they do seem like kind of very minor clarifications. Again, it's the second, or is it the third or FAQ? Second one. Second. We've Second one since since COVID, I know events are happening now, um, so there might be some that have come up, but um, there's not lots of stuff going on. So um, yeah, and there will be no doubt there will be some of the more kind of game focused or match play focused uh, podcast may well cover it in more detail and have much more insight. But they're just, that's just the headlines from from us from having a little read through, um, probably missing the point and of, of something else really big, um, but. Hey,
0: um, you can always put a comment on our social media. We do like to hear from people, so we, go do. For it. we do. Um, nextly, we, we, um, well, they were pre ordered last week. Was the, the new Dale miniatures King mm-hmm. Brand and Bard the Second and the Knights of Dale? Very uh, nice some people too. started receiving them already. Yes, I've seen yes. One, one so far, I think it's turned up. Nice. One person's had theirs, so they're, um, they're those gorgeous. models are awesome as we discussed, neither of us
1: have purchased. No, no, I was really tempted to, and I've been buying everything as it comes out recently. Um, and we were talking about this before the show and I, I nearly did. I just thought, I don't need them yet. (laughs) I'm not, I've got too much to do, so I don't see where I'd fit it in this calendar year. So I thought, um, I'll wait till I want to do that project and I'll buy it all in one go. Um, and I, and I do need to finish off my uh i bought the dwarves and i'll get them done and my last last sort of warband of um iron hills will be done at the same time um and then when i do the human side of it i'll probably do it as a mini project um but right now i'd buy them and they'd sit in boxes probably till next year so i just thought you exactly i'm being sensible it. for the first time in months and just thought no you know what mm. um it's been a lot of money on it's hobby sh- recently shame uh, after doing
0: that video that's what that is you uh, you faced your 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 shame on that one. <laughs> oh no,
1: it's just been sensible with the money. To be honest with you, it's, um, it's money I I can do without. You know, do, do was not spending at the moment on uh, things mm. I'm not going to use. And I don't know how many nights I'd need. I want to I want to wait till if if a, if a book comes out soon. I just want to you know I'll, I'll wait till that. The excitement then, and think about a little list, and then purchase the number I need, because it might be one of those where you do want a full wall band of twelve of them, but it might be one of those where you think, oh, I don't know, you just you might only want a couple of packs, only want six or so. I haven't I haven't thought about it enough, um, and I thought, well, I can just get brand and Bard, they're really really nice. But yeah, I'll do it all in one go. I'll, I'll wait till I can then go right. I'm going to do a mini project of them um, to do a, an alloy list with the 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 dwarves and i'll purchase it all then and do it as a little list so it may well be something for something for new year something like that we'll see it depends what else comes out but i didn't buy them so there will be yes. no unboxings from us no unfortunately
0: not um yeah i do I, i'm in the same place as you i will uh, eventually pick them up uh when i do my own expansion for war the ring era erebor uh, yeah. at some point um in which case i'll get a Probably a box of the plastics, a smattering of the, the spears and then the characters, and I'll call it done at that. I'd imagine I'd constantly yeah, turn into a That's, full blown army. That,
1: that sounds like my, uh, my plan. It would be as an ally contingent to go with the dwarves rather than just, to, yeah, absolutely. just, just a full list of them. Um, and we have to see. We, I don't know. We don't know what, if there's a book and, and, and what's going to be in that, because I don't want to buy stuff and find that you can. You know, repurpose yep. other models as well, so I can repurpose like my, my, my... my Lake Town miniatures and things like that as well. So, oh, my 12 Grimhammers that
0: are now sitting in a box. <laughs> <laughs> Which I'm not at all bitter about.
1: Well, they were like gold dust a year or so ago. No one could get hold of them. So, so you never know.
0: They're there for 2022. I'll do my uh, Army of thrall 2023.
1: Yeah, some nice models in that Army as well.
0: Yeah, I'll just buy another box. I'll give me 36 other things, and uh, that's enough for
1: more than, than I enough need. I think I've only got I think I've got 19 I bought my second hand so I've got an odd number but I think I've got 19 of them um, I'm still that, determined i found more than
0: enough it'll, it'll all be Grimhammers there won't be any uh, I'm still absolutely determined there won't be any normal doors, so they'd doors be there.
1: Before. oh they're gorgeous sculpts man. they're really really nice I'm, I'm not keen um, <laughs> I love them yeah, so. I they're probably my favourite models actually those those plastic doors I love those so anyway anyway we've, we've talked about this before um So what have you been up to? Tell us about your hobby.
0: Uh, Quite a lot, actually. Um, So I've painted, uh, what, 27 Rurik Scouts. Painted the 24 from the plastic box. Uh, Captain, the guy with the the double-handed axe. Uh, A a banner and a drummer. Obviously, the uh, 24 Scouts, the Captain plus Lurtz, makes the uh, force for playing Ambush on Hen, which is helpful yeah and then the other parts have just been added on because we've got other plans afoot for the rest of the year which we're going to cover later on this episode uh so they'll come in handy for that so got all that they're all done fully painted based etc etc finished the scouts the main block of plastic scouts on sunday evening i think it was yeah and then i have painted the uh the drummer the other day um the captain was done a little while ago and the, the banner kind of was interspersed with the plastic ones because uh started that for battle streams of middle earth so they they all got done which was cool um that obviously means that i'd now have all of the miniatures painted to do ambush am on hen which is cracker lacking um popped to warhammer world um played sophie um it was i think her first game of um middle earth and probably my fourth i took my mordor you know, just 500 points uh, mordor versus her rohan she she ran an a am or a theoden sort of riders of theoden list yeah, and yeah, I just yeah. took a, a Mordor army. Um, It was a bit of a blind in the blind on that one. Um, The, the biggest one, I suppose, on it would be... um, Soph is generally a 40k player. Yes, She sort of forgot that once you've deployed your warbands, they're no longer squads. So she <laughs> tied up one end of my line of orcs and the rest of them just went and charged other stuff. And I think she looked at me like, what are you doing? I was like, ah, that's that's a thing there. That's how that's a lot of the rings <laughs> So... Yeah, the, depending who <laughs> you ask her and I, uh, she, she'd say I took an extreme advantage, smashed her and then taught her a lesson. But the way I look at it is, I gave her context of why you shouldn't do certain things. <laughs> but it was still really good fun, I had a really good um, really good time. Uh, we're going actually this Saturday again, going to play another couple of 500 point games hopefully this time around, uh, rather than just the one. So yeah, it was nice. Um, I bought a Sauron when I was there, because you can't have too many of those. Obviously, I used the one previously for my commenced conversion. You can't have painted too many camera. of them. I think you probably could.
1: No. That's probably a model you really probably could have too many of, isn't it? It's not like you I'd say. imagine so. It's not like Larry <laughs> with
0: all of his blooming Thorins, is it? Um, Yeah, so I painted Sauron. He was just like a quick paint. I think he only took me sort of a day or so, which was quite nice. I think you pretty much 24 hours to get him painted up, which I liked. He's yeah. not a particularly complicated model.
1: No, you did a great job of that. Probably.
0: Awesome. It's probably harder to clean up and glue together than it is to paint actually.
1: <laughs> that doesn't surprise me in the slightest, but
0: <laughs> Yeah, I didn't get quite as much hobby as I planned to do because I think it's been what 6 weeks or so since we last recorded. Uh um, something like that. I don't
1: know if it's been that long. All
0: right, uh, the the heat was playing absolute havoc <laughs> for for a while. Obviously we had a little heat wave in the middle which um Has been covered on the cast on multiple occasions. Yeah, no, we did two quite quickly.
1: I think we're, um, I think it's only about three weeks now since we last did the show.
0: Really? Yeah. Oh, well, mate. Maybe it is. Maybe maybe six weeks. I don't
1: know. There's only once we've gone over a month in the whole time we've been doing the show. So. uh,
0: I have zero track of time at the moment can tell. It is work is work is very very busy not, not miserable like it used to be I, i'm quite enjoying my job but it's incredibly busy at the moment so i've got no idea what day it is half the time someone literally had to remind me it was wednesday yesterday so that's how that's been so yeah i didn't get necessarily as much as i wanted to do i think i nearly took you know almost an entire week out from painting those orcs. pretty much sat down and watched a load of television and stuff so yeah, that kind of thing happens. Um, started on my table. I now have, um, obviously, the base board MDF for, for my 4x4. My deep cut mat has arrived. I uh, bought 50 trees for it from, um, actually, as it turns out, a shop in Peterborough. But I bought them online. <laughs> Didn't realise how like, close they are. So I paid about a fiver's worth of shipping for something I could have just gone and collected, which was hilarious and also soul-destroying uh they've got 50 knock trees they're pretty nice actually they when they've arrived they're, they're really really nice they weren't too expensive um i just bought a load of tufts i spent 50 quid on tufts today which is ridiculous but it's <laughs> going to be worth it it'll match it means that every all of the terrain on my board will match all the bases so it'll look really nice together at least that's the hope anyway uh and i finished cutting out all the bases like the the Baseboards for all of my bits of area terrain, so they're all done now and sanded and, and sorted out. Nice. So now I've just got to Build it all, put it together. So that should only take a, probably a couple of weeks to get everything put together. I've got to. Um, I think we need miter bond to um, fix down the t- the scenery to the boards, and then I'll start with the modelling compound and the sand, and get it all painted up. And should come together quite quickly once it's uh, once I begin. Really, I think.
1: Nice, nice. Well, I, yeah, um... I, I, you're obviously seeing bits of this you sent me pictures of well some wood with some circles drawn on it and things like that but I, I've still got a, a good idea of what's coming I, I'm quite looking forward to uh, seeing what you do it's because you don't you know in the time I've I've known you I've never known you to do terrain, really. So it's, I'm quite interested. I'm sure Sorry. you do a fantastic job of it. Can't imagine why you wouldn't, based on your the way you paint miniatures. But I'm quite looking forward to see you. See so you do. It. I think you really enjoy it as well. It's something quite um, cathartic about doing terrain because you have to be le- you don't have to be as anywhere near as precise precise. And it's um, sometimes when I'm tired and too tired to paint, but I want to do some hobby. Um, I'll often pick up some terrain just because you don't have to think about it as much. Um, it's quite a nice thing to do.
0: Yeah. Well, it may come as a surprise to some at uh, the grand old age of 36. And some people will be spitting their tea out at that point. You know, it's not that old. But um, this is my first gaming table ever. That's my very own. I've never, up to this point, to this day, you've always, had st- my own you've always table. stolen them before. Well, um, either I've had like housemates who've got it, yeah. or I've gamed at a friends, yeah. um, or I've gamed at the club or down the shop, or, or it was simply just been a case of I've just not had the room, the space, the time, or to a degree the inclination Yeah. it's always easier not to and it's also you know it's not the cheapest thing to do and sometimes you just think I'd rather spend that on minis
1: yeah but so if, if you've got somewhere to game that you, know, you get into the habit of gaming somewhere whether that be a club or like like you said you, you've got a housemate or well, sort of housemate you kind of share the house it's split into two isn't it but who um, has all the stuff you need for the games you play um, he, he doesn't play Middle Earth but when you play 40k with him he's got the, the stuff isn't he so you wouldn't need a board as well it wouldn't make any sense to up until to now when you're starting to have some need for it
0: yeah um, well to be fair if we weren't if, if it hadn't been for the pandemic and we weren't doing these kind of things online yeah i probably wouldn't have bothered yeah, yeah even yeah. to this point and because we've enjoyed oh. doing
1: it we've already said we're going to keep even though we we can meet up now because of our distance and because um i've got kids and that kind of commitment to so I me mean, my time is awful um, we're going to keep gaming like this because it's a way we can continue to do stuff. And uh, I haven't mentioned this to you, but with the, the main section today, if we're going to end up doing a bit of a, a mishmash of a scenario for CrackCom, we're probably going to need to playtest it. So we, we're going to have yeah. to do that <laughs> over over Zoom, stroke, Discord, stroke, whatever we decide to use in the end. So um, yeah, yeah, I yeah. think we'll so continue we, yeah, to we definitely do stuff. Need
0: to cover that. But yeah, it's, it's been a, a useful impetus to do it. And on the note of that, I also bought myself a new tripod and an iPad mount that will sort of take the weight fully of an iPad. So that'll make doing things easier for us when we play online, because I'll be hosting this time. Yeah, yeah. And I'm currently looking at a much better, uh, webcam for doing streaming and things like that at the moment. It's a, so for anyone who's into this kind of thing, a Logitech C922, apparently it's one of the best ones and it's also not eye wateringly expensive. Uh, okay. I've, uh, um, it's, I mean, the list price is about 95 quid, but it's got on Amazon for 67, I
1: think it is. That's at the pretty good. So, the you know. Logitech do good stuff we, on what we talked about my webcam yeah. in the last um, the last show. We?
0: Well, if Jeff wants to send me some advertising revenue for that, for pimping his Amazon, yeah. go for it. No, He's obviously got it to spare, taking trips to space. So, yeah, well, um,
1: you've kind of done some of the similar things, like upgrading your webcam and... Um, you know and getting a tripod for your stuff well it's going to make your only fans a better quality isn't it and and if you can use it for, for gaming as well it'll uh, it'll be useful although nathan's <laughs> gonna get very excited uh,
0: um, but uh yeah there's there's plans afoot for more more cool stuff and to be fair i plan on doing some more stuff for the um for the youtube channel i'm going to cover how i paint some bits that, that's the plan for later so having this kit you know if it's on a try, i can sit it over my shoulder i can you know do things yeah. down i can use my phone as well you, there's the option for doing lots of different bits and pieces so yeah uh the future's bright and all that so just making these small purchases now and making small changes so things could really you know lead to bigger things in the future as well as sorting out some m- more immediate problems that need to be sorted yeah, so, yeah. i'd
1: love you to, it'd be great to see you doing some more um doing some more video stuff um
0: well, um, it depends what gets released in the next couple of months. Um, obviously, as we said, we've not touched Dale, but who knows what's coming. Yeah. Um, and if there's anything really cool, which I'm sure there will be, then there's a good chance I'm going to want to do some more, maybe paint it. And as you say, like, well, I'm a layabout, I don't really have anything to do, I don't have any responsibilities, so the option <laughs> of me getting something on release date and spending a weekend just smashing out the painting, not having to take anyone to the park or whatever,
1: it means we can get some cool stuff up on, on the tube. Absolutely. Why don't you just come here, take my kids to the park and then I'll do some, do some more videos.
0: I can't even begin to tell you how, <laughs> how little I'm interested in that, <laughs>
1: oh, which yeah. is I'm
0: sure your kids are absolutely wonderful. No, they're it not. Well, one of
1: the, one of them's really, really nice. The other one's, um, he's feral. So, um, yeah, it's, uh,
0: <laughs> yeah, it's no, no on the bikes. Thank you. Um, yeah no, no no you 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 do the being the good dad thing because then you can bask in the glory and have people to wait on your hand and foot in your infirmity and uh for now i'll, I'll uh continue looking at putting this is
1: on true youtube this is true <laughs> now it's good though i'm glad it's nice to see you getting um getting you getting a kit even if you just end up using it for when we do our uh Death matches and you can point your camera down at the your dice tray and stuff. So, um, but yeah, no, it's good. It's, you, the stuff you've been painting is it looks awesome, and again, you're no no surprise that you're absolutely blasting through the models at great speed at the moment and producing. Um, I think it's just over three weeks since we last recorded. It. Look, we did two in July. I think it was the seventeenth. <laughs> I was recording this. It's just over three weeks that uh, since we last did one. So not six weeks. Um, but yeah, you've still <laughs> done still. D- Excuse me, She's done an awful lot in that um, in, in that uh, three weeks or so. Well,
0: yeah, um, I've got more Uruks to do because um, I need to do some fighting Uruks now um, uh-huh. for our crackcorn prep and um, to be yeah. fair, for Helm's Deep later as well. Yes, 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 yes. And um, give or take, once I've done that, I've only got a couple more models, so I'd will be a thousand points, Spies and Guard Army, I never planned on having. So I might as well finish it off (laughs) Yeah, I need to get... Absolutely,
1: and I think they suit you. You, You're enjoying your orcs, even if that wasn't something you probably initially thought you would... uh... Do you
0: know what? I didn't even want to paint a a Mordor or an Isengard army this year, and I painted nearly 3,000 points of the stuff. (laughs) I've I've worked it out. I'm I'm just off painting my 150th Middle-earth model this year. God... I painted hundred and fifty actual models this year. Two of them in power armor, and then hundred and Earth middle-of-minis.
1: Wow, yeah, that's a lot. That's a lot more than I say yeah. that. I did a, I did that in warrior army. So there's fifty of there's 50 them. I probably painted that many, but not obviously not all mine, which is the difference. What? I worked out the okay. other day that I would have tipped if I if I was including painting models that aren't mine for work i would have done my hobby bingo anyway. So there's a lot of things on the hobby bingo that if I was using work as a as a way to do it, I'd have I'd have done already, but hey ho. Um,
0: getting close on that one now. Obviously we're going to do the um playing my favorite scenario, which is awesome. Yeah. Uh so and then the build and paint a scenery kit because I'm going to get some Osciliath ruins to make some sort of broken not broken sort of Gondoran or ruins um, mm. in amongst my my board so then all I'll have is convert a model um make a display board and start a battle company and I'll be done
1: nice well I, I will I will take a quite a few off from from CrackCon prep actually
0: oh uh, play I, a game I, against an opponent you've never faced before but I'll do that at
1: the meetup anyway I'd imagine yeah 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 I think um I know uh well uh, quite a few people have said they wanted to ask if we could you know whether we're able to play them at, at CrackCon so uh the is like, yeah of course <laughs> it's not a problem um uh, I know Ken's uh, already asked me, can we get a game? Like, yeah, of course you can. So, um,
0: oh, I might actually take some of my own models as well. We're not just the ones for the board then. Okay. Well, Didn't even think about that. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. So, we well, we'll see how much space we get. Um, I, I, the, there's there's a chance, depending on how the tickets go, that I might end up with a bit of space next to it. So I'll take some stuff for the <laughs> for miniature as well as that. So I might put some other, <laughs> yeah, just your lunch. Just um, my lunch. I just take, if it's people coming up for quick games, I'd, I, I imagine will be small points level. Um, otherwise, the day will go quite quickly. With a with a even a six hundred point game, it would take up a bit of space. So I, I wouldn't worry too much. Just make sure that you um, you take a few extra mordor or something to turn it into a, a, a like a four four hundred point game or something like that. Because I don't think I think the people that men- message me about it won't have particularly big armies at all. So um, uh, it might be yeah, like one, cool. one or two warband, real kind of basic um, stuff, and some of them were intro style games anyway. So you might not need to bring much more than what you were bringing for the for the scenario. But um, but yeah, might bring me to wars. <laughs> you, you, the size point games we're looking at. You want to go back three of them in? So yeah, you, that might be a good idea. Um, <laughs> so you, yeah, we, so- we'll see how it goes, and we'll see what space is like because obviously the, I think we'll come into it later. But I think the table we're going to build might might not be super conducive to just regular games anyway so we'll see we'll see how it works out um, yeah
0: definitely. so yeah it's been busy, busy times um not as busy as i'd have liked um because i did slack a bit because blooming hot uh it's not, but it's not uh, yeah
1: you, you've done it again you, you say he's not slacking at all <laughs> well i
0: just look at the amount i've done at the beginning of the year that's, that's the only thing obviously i had a really good run of it at the beginning of the year but um well i've already painted uh, more way more middle earth than I painted last year. I did 57 models last year, and I did uh, obviously, I've done 148 this one, and I only yeah, did 158 we've, entire we've, models last year.
1: We've completely switched, um, so it was me just cheering them out last year, and we switched it around this year. So, uh, as long as one of us is churning loads and loads and loads out and, and filling our Instagram and our, our social medias, that's uh, it's
0: all good. I just don't really have any plans outside of middle earth. I've got gray nights to paint at some point, but yeah. 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 It's all Middle-Earth. It's all Middle-Earth. I need them to give me a release date for all that um, Dog or Dur stuff, because I'm really excited about that as well.
1: Yeah, that'll be, be awesome.
0: definitely. Get my hands on those you um, and the Necromancer models more than anything else. They've, they've always been on the hit list, so the idea that I'm going to be able to get my hands on those is fantastic. Yeah. I so, can't, well done, can't, team.
1: can't imagine it'll be too far off, as as they've already uh, already, teased already teased it as a kind of... Well, it's not made towards is it? It's a return to... Uh, all models returning In to the range, range, so to speak. Yeah. Um, but now we've seen um the, the pre orders go up for the, for the for the the Dale stuff. Um, I imagine that that will be the next thing now. I don't know, I might be wrong, but I would have guessed I that, that might be the next thing. Cross my
0: fingers. Um, cross my fingers. So t- tell us, Steve, now we've finished um, filling people's ears with what I've been up to. What have you been up to? So, what have we,
1: the first thing I want to cover off is um. A bit of a thank you, actually, rather than leaving it to the the thankies at the end. It's was quite a big thing. So, I was um, sitting there minding my own business, um, working away one day, and I had a, a message from a, a Jinder Singh. So, um, I think a lot of people listening to this would have seen who or know who he is. He's um, he's, he's definitely a viewer of, of Battle Streams and engages there in the chat and things. So, I had a message for him, and I thought, okay, wonder, wonder what this is. Open up the message. And there was a logo for Miniature Realms. Um, and just out of the blue, we hadn't talked about it, out of the blue he decided to just knock up a logo. And he's got a little message, said, I hope you don't mind. He said, I was uh, sitting around, uh, had a bit of spare time, so I thought I'll just uh, knock up a bit of a logo just for fun. And he said, I wanted to kind of take the out of the frying pan logo as a as a, uh, as a kind of starting point, um, but sort of update your, your Miniature Realms one. Um, you know get the get the theme of it but to kind of update it My I mean, I mean one definitely needed it updating it's actually on my to-do list for next year to, to look at getting the, uh, the the logo redone he just sent me this logo and I was like wow and it was pretty much I'd say like 99% if I'd written if I'd given him a brief to do it that's what I'd asked for we haven't even discussed it you know I've I spoken to him a couple of times before once before about a potential commission and just just it was just Mind-boggling, just out of the blue. There's just this image just landed in my uh, my message inbox, and I was like, "That's amazing." And I sort of messaged him and said, "Thank you. you can I use it?" <laughs> you know, I felt really bad because obviously, many is a business, and can I can I give you some money for it? And he's like, "No, I just wanted to do it as a as a as a thank you for you know for putting out content and and things and uh, and um, and I, then I was a bit cheeky and so, said, well, "Do you mind if I just get into my?" one or two minor changes and it was just changing some wording and the, the there's colour there's just of it.
0: no pleasing some people no there isn't
1: well, I just <laughs> I didn't want it, it originally it exactly the same colour as out of the frying pan and, and well that's fine but out of the frying pan is, is me and you this is, this is not my podcast that you appear on it is, it is our podcast it, um, and I didn't want it to. Um, I, mean it, I didn't want the the logos to be confused between the two. And uh, um, and I just thought, well, the styling has, has got some. You know, there's, there's there's something similar about them, which is what he was aiming for. Um, and I Honestly, can you just change the background colour from orange to a yellow so they sort of differentiate a little bit? And he's like, yeah. And I was like, and just the wording around the edge, and you know, just add this little phrase in because I can use it on my my YouTube channel. And it, you know, within about an hour, we'd sent it back again with those changes on. And that was it. So people have already seen it anyway, that, that People have followed me, follow my YouTube channel, but also follow my Instagram and my Twitter and the, and the stuff on Facebook. So follow Miniature Realms will will have seen the change and I've already thanked him on those. But I just wanted to do it on the podcast as well because it was just completely unsolicited in a, in a nice way, in a good way. And uh, it's just, I'm just blown away by the kindness of, of people in our community and I would never expect it. And I still feel very guilty about it, but uh, it's so much better than what I had before. I didn't want to just not use it especially when he put the time to do it but he's he's a graphic designer anyway so he's, he knows what he's doing but it's just absolutely fantastic so i just want a massive thank you for doing that and uh, yeah it's it's been put good put to good use so um it is yeah. very cool yeah, yeah. Um, so i'll be making myself some new dice and things later later in the year so it's uh yeah, i'll make sure that when i do do some dice and stuff i will uh i will send him send him a few bits um i, do I mentioned dice
0: you know carl ask when he can have some <laughs>
1: yeah well we need to we, we do need to sort that at some point but it's just uh investing in it at the right time because uh yeah, which is not at the second <laughs> no no, no I, i'm not i'm not poor but i don't have i've I've spent a lot of hobby budget recently um just well, i'm in uh, a very similar position <laughs> buying, new, ca- been buying cameras and exactly and i've i mean i've we're talking about new kit i uh People who, who film um, YouTube channels with DSLR cameras will know that um, in the UK you have a, in, the, in all European models, you generally have a recording limit. Um, you can only record up to 30 minutes at a time um, and that's to do with tax reasons. So they can be classed as a as a, as a camera rather than a video camera because they, they class um, as different things tax-wise. So they put a limit on there. There's some you can kind of get around the software to do it. Um, with my um, Lumix G7, you can't. Um, so the maximum you can do 30 minutes. Now, most of the time, that's absolutely not a problem. So when I'm doing stuff doing a, stuff at the desk, etc., I probably do lots and lots of short clips anyway, just pause it and then start again anyway. But occasionally, if I wanted to do a really, really long record, um, I'd have to remember to redo it. So in the future, if I wanted to do a battle report, I'd have to point my camera you know, if it's if it's pointing at the at the table from a distance away, I'd have to remember every 30 minutes to go and restart the recording again, otherwise I'd be talking away and not recording it. So I, I've got a little something called an Atmos Ninja, which is basically a, a screen. So it's like a, a secondary screen from it, but it also recalls onto a solid slate drive on there as well. Um, so it completely remo- removes that recording limit. So I've got a, like a 500 gig solid slate drive in this 5-inch Screen thing, so I can not only kind of see what I'm doing better from the other side of the room um I've got no real recording limits well I've got a limit of how much space that is um but uh yeah, toys toys <laughs> <laughs> uh but that's obviously not just for for for, for um out the frying pan, It's for the stuff I'm doing on miniature arms as well, but um yeah, in the future i'm I'm definitely set up now for when I want to start doing those um if we do some bad reports and stuff, so we'll have to plan in. Maybe this autumn. Maybe we'll be early next year planning a, a weekend where I get you down for the whole weekend, and I get you doing loads of battle reports, and we can then put some someone out of the frying pan. And uh, I'll uh, rope you into doing some from some other game systems as well for my channel.
0: Yeah, well, I want to do my DAC at some point. I do need <laughs> to get them done, but uh, yeah, because we, we we have things we already have in the schedule. So I, uh, exactly, Eisenhardt exactly. stuff. So well, I've just taking-
1: I, I've still only painted like, Five men and a tank and a jeep out of that, so you, it's not like there's any uh, pressure on you to get it done anytime soon.
0: Yeah, there's a couple of sort of just models I want to paint for the sake of painting for Middle Earth. I've got um Raza sat on on my desk actually. I cleaned him up and built him yesterday, so I do want to paint him. But chances are I won't keep
1: him, so if I end up with him, yeah, she's yeah, got yeah. an army. No, it's a lovely on. model to do as well, so absolutely um what else so I have been doing some more on Smile and I thought I'd have done him, but he's just taking a lot longer than I expected, so and I'm deliberately not he's rushing him
0: pretty big
1: <laughs> yeah i I thought with a bit of focus i will be able to do it, but because i you know, i won't I won't lie because I've been doing stuff for my channel as well, I'm probably balancing. A fair few things. I need to keep rotating. So rather than spending a couple of weeks only working on him, I'm probably only doing a, an hour or so a week on him. Um And I may even pause him to go on and 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 do the ends that we need for CrackCon because that's that's more. There is a, a, a there is a, a you know it's not till not till the sort of middle of October. We still got time, but there is a time. There's a deadline there to get them done. Whereas there's no deadline for Smalk. So the sensible thing to do if it it doesn't look like I can finish him up in two hours or something like that, it would be to um, start on the ends and then go back to him afterwards. So we'll see. Um, and then the Ents, I have actually got them out. Um, some of them were pre-built anyway, so I started building up the the plastic ones that I hadn't done, and I've started cutting up my old um, um, cast uh, tree bed um, so I can uh, make a beach bone. So uh, I'm nice. starting to do some work on that. So there's no pictures like that yet. Yeah, it's a bit early for that, but I will start to it's a bit difficult because I'm not planning on making the display board that I was planning for Throne of Skulls which probably won't be for Throne of Skulls no, but I'm not planning on making the display board in time for CrackCon if I can do it I will do because it will be, it'll be a fun thing to do but it's not part of my plans but I've also got to make sure that when I build these ends and paint these ends that they will fit onto the display board that's not finished so I do need to do some planning for it and almost work out exactly where they're going to go because I'll have to build the display board for them afterwards. And generally, you wouldn't think that was too much of an issue, but because there is going to be some resin pouring going on, um, it's uh, I need to be a little bit delicate with it. So it's it means I can't just go ahead and just build them and paint them as, as ends. I do need to think ahead to, to what that board will be like as well. So it's um, I'm taking a little bit more time over it. But yeah, I've started doing a little bit of work on them, just because I, I know before I know it, they'll be a month to do it if I don't start doing it now. And I don't want to have to be in that situation. At the moment painting five or six cents isn't it? going to be a huge concern to me. Um one a week or so is easy, but um, I don't want to get to the point where I've got two or three weeks because um, we want to do something cool, which we're going to talk about after the break. Yeah. Ah. Well, there is one
0: thing we should probably talk about that before we do go on. And I know you won't mention it because you're both so apologetic and so nice. You're practically Canadian, but your <laughs> latest, um, Miniature Realms video talking about uh, hobby projects in your backlog. People may find that interesting, so I am going to pimp that because I know you won't. <laughs> it's, it, I, it's really interesting because I give um, you a shout
1: out, Dan, for you for, for not yeah, having a hobby yeah, backlog. I'm, you just want people to know your brilliance of of this is a kind of don't do what this don't do what Stu's doing. This is, isn't My
0: peculiarities say, my... don't need any further um, public uh, publicization, To be fair, <laughs> um, we don't we don't definitely don't need anyone to. Uh, know any further how, how old I am with my um backlogs but it is worth that video is really really good fun I uh when coming with what time you put that up yesterday but uh after a long day where that was good fun to watch it was a, a nice way to spend some time uh slightly <laughs> heartsick looking at the amount of stuff that you've got um it may be interesting at some point for us to just put on our social media we'll take a still from your video of all the stuff that's uh <laughs> or a couple of stills and we'll, we'll do mine. Yeah, I'd like to you see might need, you might just, need a couple of photos. And I've, I've got stuff do.
1: that weren't wasn't really on there as well. I forgot to put Smaug in the whole video. That's uh, that would have been another big box. But yeah, I pretty much filled uh, a well, six. That's the current
0: project. I'll we'll let you off for that.
1: But. <laughs> I've got too many current projects. Maybe, maybe that was maybe that's the problem. But um, no, no, thanks. That's, thank you.
0: It, it, that's a, I mean, obviously, you've been doing some great stuff for the channel, and I know you don't like pimping it on here because I've mentioned things, it a but, few
1: times. But it's been but, a, it's been one of those it's one of those I don't want to bang on about it too much because there are people listening to this that only play Middle Earth and I think a lot of the people that do play other games have already migrated over and watched anyway so and I just yeah. don't want to overdo but, it but, but um, yeah
0: this one's definitely relevant to people's interest yeah this is generic uh, this is very much yeah, g- it's, generic it's, about it's,
1: how you manage um, multiple hobby projects. So, if you're a multiple up, game yeah. system player, and how you manage backlog, and how many is too many projects, and when do you end up with failed I th- projects? I think et
0: uh, that's something that seems to be rather prevalent in the uh, Middle Earth community. It seems to be a bit of a, a you know a community shared problem. The old backlog of Doom, the <laughs> fact that we've even got a battle streams stream <laughs> channel it was largely created for clearing backlogs.
1: Or something. <laughs> the, the biggest spoiler is, is the way I the way I can, this is genuinely the way I uh, uh, comment, but the way I get around it, the way it makes me feel comfortable is that Middle-earth is just one big project for me. And I genuinely feel that way about it. Um, I'm not too worried that I've got loads of unfinished armies because I don't ever feel the need to sell it on. I don't with every other game I've played before I've always gone gone, well, I'm not gonna play that forty K army or I'm not gonna play this fantasy army and I've moved stuff on. Whereas my love for Middle Earth will mean that I think I'm just unless I just completely stop painting miniatures, um, and playing games with miniatures, I can't see me ever wanting to get rid of my backlog of of Lord of the Rings stuff. I'm not gonna go out and buy every army that comes out. I'm not trying to collect them all. Um but I've made Made no secret in the past, I want to be able to field at least the legendary legion style army for each thing that becomes a scene in one of the films, and maybe a few things that are only from the books as well. So a bit like the uh, the stuff we got coming up with War in the North, but um, um, yeah, so that's still my goal. So I'm quite happy for it to just sit there in boxes and uh, and uh, collect. Well, the boxes collect dust anyway. Not a minute just, but anyway, um, I think. I think that's it now isn't it We've got anything else I think to yeah, it's a good op- opportunity to
0: move on to our main segment
1: Absolutely yeah. So let's take a break and we'll come back with the last March of the ends
0: The hour grows late and Blandalf Grey Plastic comes seeking my counsel
1: You are sure of this Blandalf? Yes, the event is fully painted It was in the event pack under my nose the whole time
0: Yet you did not have the wit to see it. Your love for the Facebook group has slowed your mind. We must join him, Blandalf. The commission painter, we must be fully painted.
1: When did Surly Man the White give in to madness? But I am now Surly Man of many colours. Miniature Realm Studio is a commission painting service. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Or contact us directly at miniaturerealmstudio at gmail.com. You have elected the way of paint. And we're back and we're here for the Council of Elrond and uh, the last March of the Yemts. So uh, we've mentioned this before, I think just at the last show, really, maybe the one before. We are attending a, a one day mini convention stroke gaming hangout called CrackCon and I think they're pretty much sold out now but um, just to give you a bit of context as you listen to this episode and you haven't heard the previous ones. Um, So CrackCon are run by um, four YouTube channels um, that make up something that's called the Plastic Crack Podcast which is a live stream of YouTube podcast that happens every Monday night at eight o'clock um and i've been watching them for a while um they do their channels do some historical stuff that i'm interested in as well and a few of them a couple of them are definitely interested in lord of the rings and have the odd video on their on their channels but uh if you unless you're interested in multiple kind of uh game systems and a bit of historical you may not have found them on the internet because there's so much out there for for middle earth on its own so to speak so i've been watching been watching those for a while and and i chat with the the hosts and um um, Ken of Miniature Wargaming Warriors and uh, Martin of Seventh Son definitely play a bit of Middle Earth and like it, and um, and Ken asked um, asked me if I wanted to come down and, and and put a table on for the event and put, put a sort of display stroke um, um, intro game whatever we wanted really, um, and I said yeah that'd be awesome really, really cool so I spoke to Dan about it and Dan was up for it um, and we've just kind of been discussing what we uh what we wanted to 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 do really what we wanted to put on um i should say before we kind of get any further that the when the event is i know we mentioned it before but uh we are looking at let me find out the right date um it is uh october the 16th saturday i believe yes just check my calendar make sure it's the right thing um and uh so we're there, I think it's 10 till 5 it's it's running. And um, that day, anyone can pop in. So it's a, it's a, you have to buy tickets to play and have guaranteed space for a table. Some people are putting on um, tables like us, putting on a game. Some people are just hiring a table and taking different armies down. So the people are playing all kinds of stuff. It might be Black powder and Napoleonics, it might be Wars of the Roses, it might be... Oathmark, it might be some of the, the fantasy games that Warlord do it could be absolutely anything under the sun so it's a very kind of general wargaming thing, but also it's in um, Balls and Souls games and anyone can pop in and just wander around and have a look if you are in the Derby area or local to it on that day and you want to pop in and say hello to us and meet us um, if you haven't already or if, even if you have met us and still wanted to talk to us, you could you could pop in and, and see the game we're putting on and hang out and have a bit of a chat with us um, so yeah, got that that kind of bit down, but so we we were just talking about what to do, and I very selfishly said to Dan, I really, really want to start painting my ents. Um I, I just can't face going, you know, doing my Helms Deep at the moment, etc., etc. Really wanted to do this project. It's been something we have been passionate about for ages, and not being able to start. Now I really want to do it. So, would you mind if we do something based around the ends, really? So, um, and that meant that you had to paint some Uruk's a bit earlier than you you planned, didn't it? Really.
0: Quite a few, but yeah, yeah. Uh, which, to be fair, they need to be done anyway. It's just moved them up my schedule. Yes, so uh, we well, yes, need so some Thram and Hen,
1: which we're going to do anyway. That was that was planned before this, so to speak. So I don't don't feel so guilty about that. But um, yeah,
0: to you should those. anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so you apologise to everyone but me. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah, I'm not apologising. And, and
1: you, you're going to make use of your some of the the Mordor Orcs you've, been, you, you've got anyway, aren't you? Because they, uh, they they tend to uh, be in, we, they tend to be able to be there. So, and they've been scenarios as we'll discuss in a bit. So,
0: or just run it with the um, the the, the fighting orcs as well. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe we, we, we'll see how we get to there's, there's There's a part of me that knows they're differently based that secretly dies inside. So, <laughs> I don't know yet. We're
1: going to see how we get on with that. But they 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 were there and they are they were of, indeed they were in the film and I'm in the book. So, a few standard Mordor style orcs are obviously not Mordor orcs, they're just orcs that are working at Isengard rather than Uruk's, but uh, the, the the option is there to use stuff you've already painted, so to speak. So um, we didn't really know exactly what to do. We looked, at, we talked about the the last march the the ends um, scenario that's in War and Rohan um, as a bit of a starting point. We looked at the uh, the forces list and realised that we could do it fairly easily, but then we thought. Let's let's do what we often do on the show and and do a bit of a a deeper delve. Now, we're not going to go into the kind of full review mode that we did for some of the other scenarios and compare with old ones. It's not quite what we're going to do here. We're doing a little bit more of a loose discussion because this is our planning meeting. We haven't actually had this. This isn't staged we genuinely haven't had a, a planning meeting, um, and we need to kind of get on this so we can start making sure that we're building the train we need, um, painting any miniatures we need ready to take in in two months' time. Essentially, isn't it? We have got two months now. Um, well, that's
0: mildly terrifying, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It is when I
1: haven't painted a single one of those, a single one of those elements. But um, it also means that y- you know the the early downloaders of this show, which will probably be in a couple of days' time from one time we're recording it. Um, We'll we'll also be able to put the input in, and we would we would genuinely, um, would would welcome it. People have got good ideas, like yes, i have tried doing this, or did you know you could uh, get this military you need for this there or something or other. So we just thought we'd uh, kind of discuss it really, and uh will talk about how we're planning for. I suppose there's two parts: it's the how do you plan to put on a, a show game for an event, um, and then um, how do you work out what the scenario is going to be, um. So what should we do, Dan? So what do you do? You, first of all, do you think we should make this game primarily around it looking good and us playing it for people to watch? Or do you think we should make a game that people can come and participate in? Or should it do both? do you think?
0: Well, there's always the risk that no one's going to want to come play with us. Yes. That's always, you know, I suppose an analogy of, you know, put a pork chop around our necks and get the dogs to play with us. but it's, <laughs> there's it's, always um, There's always
1: beer. I'm always happy to, to stand by models and drink beer. It seems to be my, uh, that's, why there is that? that's why I want to run more events than I play in these days, because I just drink beer and especially income. I'm going to just drink beer and, and pretend to look at spreadsheets. Um, so I'm kind of, I've, I've, I would like to tick both boxes a little bit. I want it to be something that we'd enjoy playing, but also that if we have to play it, uh, if it, We have to play it multiple times. I don't want a one big, I don't think, I don't know what your thoughts are, but I don't think we should have one big epic game that takes all day to play. That's one of the reasons why we said, apart from having painted the armies, well, we're not taking Helm's Deep there and rushing to get that stuff done because you turn up at the wrong point. We'd probably be so stressed about trying to get it all finished that we wouldn't have time to talk to people. So if it's a small enough game that we can maybe play it four, five times in the day, um, that we can stop off with through or we can. Just, one of us can walk away and someone else can take her, someone that really wants to play it can come and take over the other half. Um, just providing you're happy with people touching your miniatures. I don't know what you're like, Dan, but I'd, I'd probably be okay with that. But uh, we, we again, this is what this discussion's about, isn't it? Do we want to let people get their dirty mitts on our models or not?
0: Well, they've still got Dorito crumbs all over the rounds. So that might be a, a conversation. <laughs> 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 might have, like... Wipes by the table, or something.
1: For us. We might have to anyway, because you know, still, uh, yeah. it's obviously a two months on, um, but there may well still be some, some, some kind of things to think about with COVID as well. So, um, yeah, there's the considerations. I've not even thought about until we said that there, but um, I, I, I don't know. I kind of like the idea that it's something all we can play and put on a bit of a show. But then also, yes. if someone wanted to come and, and and join in a bit with us, that we can quite yeah, easily give them a l- l- or whatever, exactly. get, an get them though. involved. because yeah. it's about for me. Uh, it's also about advertising what a fantastic game system this is to a people that may have not decided to play it because it's a new audience. This isn't an SPG event when 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 the crowd's already converted. This is potentially getting people playing a game that they don't already play. Um,
0: join us, join us. And I think
1: there's the, you know within the historical gaming seen there's a lot of people who have, have have been there and done that with games, virtual games, and have moved on for whatever reason. Some people just never do it, but there just definitely seems to be a much more positive attitude towards Middle Earth than there is to Age of Sigmar or or 4 decay. And that's not for everyone, but I think if you were to do a run a survey, so to speak, um people are definitely a little bit more um kind of open to it. So I think it's definitely the way in um and there are some fantasy games at the moment that uh, that Warlord Games put out, that Northstar put out, so your Oathmark, and you've got the I can't try to remember the name of the the one that Warlord do something of Era One or something like that. Uh, they're okay, but I, I don't believe they've got a, a, a stitch on on um, Sbg. I think you could. There's a potential to convert some of the people who are looking at the, that kind of fantasy gaming um, into into Middle Earth. Um, you get people playing frost grave and stuff so it's definitely an interest in, in fantasy so i think the market's there i think you can convert a few people to go and maybe go back to their loft and dust off some stuff from the first or second edition of the game Um that you know, a lot, a lot of these, a lot of these historical gamers love love their Perry miniatures. Well, you know, there's enough Perry sculpts in these in this game as well. So there's definitely a favourable outlook on it. But it'd be brilliant if some people ended up going away and uh, whether they spend money at boards and swords and pick up a book, or whether they go home and order it from from GW or from the from the local store, it'd be lovely if a couple of people started playing the game from from us having fun, having a few beers and playing the game as well. That would be my my goal for it anyway.
0: Yeah, I think uh, keeping a slightly more open approach to so that, rather than relying on people being there to play with us, uh, or doing setting it up so it requires us to, you know, micromanage the entire thing. Just yeah. trying and keep it loose and flowy. And if we want to step in, we can go. Yes, of course, by all means, take hold of these miniatures. Come on, let's get involved. That kind of yeah, thing. Yeah,
1: I'm I'm happy enough with that. And uh, there's apart from uh, quick quick beams, uh slightly delicate. Uh, um leaves. I don't think there's anything delicate in my army. You might want to fight people off, so I'm quite happy to always let people touch my models if that becomes an issue. But um especially when it's the plastics and stuff, they can't do too too much damage and people are generally respectful anyway. But it may well like like we said before, people might just come over and say hi and then if we just play a we play a couple of games of the scenario, have some fun and have a few beers, then um, we'll be happy as well. And we yeah, I think we get to wander I'm around and see what least. else is going on. Uh, I'm looking forward yeah. to meeting to lot, meeting lots of people anywhere that I've spoken to who watch my channel. I know there's a lot of people there that watch some of the other systems I do, so I'm, I've probably got more. More going to get more from it in that sense than than, than you may, um, but um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I think there's there's plenty of plenty of ways the day could be deemed a success, and just us two getting together and um, playing a, playing a game and um, having a few beers is, uh, is, is yeah.
0: My... That's primarily for me. It's um, it's always nice to be around like minded nerds, and it. Um, I am a little bit worried that I may end up liking some of the 28 mil scale Napoleonic's that I've been kicking about. <laughs> There well, is I've got some concern. on eBay at the
1: moment if you want to buy some.
0: Not those ones in particular. <laughs> I have seen the ones that you want to particularly get rid of, and uh, no, you're all right, thank you. But uh, uh, there's some very, very, very pretty minis out there that I've been uh, seeing kicking about. Um, you should
1: look at Avant Post, um, the resin uh, ones from Russia. Very, very high-quality resin uh, um, it's sculpts right up your alley make it really they
0: might you. actually be the ones i'm thinking of <laughs> they are
1: really really nice uh
0: yes and that's always slightly terrifying
1: well you, you got no chance next year when i do uh this is this is really going off topic so apologies everyone but this just turns into a general conversation between me and dan that there's a game called sharp practice which is a skirmish napoleonic game which is all designed to be very kind of cinematic like an episode of sharp and uh that's uh, on my project list for next year at some point so when i do that um then you then you know, all the power to you if you can resist them I there'll, shall be, there'll be lots most of videos. certainly try <laughs> oh and and North. funny enough it just may not may or may not interest you at all but in i think this um this autumn at some point North Star games are putting out a new set of rules by the guy who um, Osprey are publishing it and by the guy who wrote Frostgrave and it's basically Napoleonic versus zombies kind of thing I think it's that kind of weird world but Napoleonic stuff so that might interest people as well but I don't know if I'm going to do that myself but anyway anyway we are that is that is tangent stuff more for my YouTube channel rather than the podcast um so I think we've kind of established just loosely that we're, we've kind of just want to create a good game that people could jump in at, but also if we end up just playing ourselves, we're, we're happy enough doing it. Um, so the next stage really was we wanted to, do we do, we do a set scenario from one of the publications um, or do we make up our own? And that's when we started looking at what might be out there already, which is very similar to what we've done for some of our previous review shows. So you you started before me, Dan, you started looking at some publications. What did you what were you what did you find first?
0: Well the first thing is more what I didn't find. So um obviously naturally you'd think, where am I going to look? Well, two towers. And so we're going to look in the old Two Towers SPG rule book. Nah nothing. No scenario, no mention of the, of the ants themselves, nada. Mm. So obviously at that point, either gw weren't privy to what was going on at new line wetter yeah regards or they just hadn't got round to getting anything sculpted yet not sure which but i found that quite interesting so i went to go and find them and there was nothing there and i don't remember far enough back i, I was staff at that point i know that there was a but that was a very dim and distant time and there's been many sleeps since then so <laughs> then I went on to the uh the two Tower journey book which the journey book's always a really really good place for finding most things for the original three uh sort of epochs of the game um so there is an end painting guide on page 26 which is quite useful yep. um still quite relevant uh, although if you combine that perhaps with some of the more modern techniques with the contrast and the really good uh Uh, sort of how to paint on Treebeard that they did on Warhammer TV recently. I think you could create something really cool. Um, There is the Alone in Fangorn um, scenario, which obviously isn't strictly relevant to the uh, Last March of the Ents, but it is the beginnings of Merry and Pippin getting involved with Treebeard. Yeah. Which is pretty cool. Then relevant to our interests here, we've got uh, page 37, there is an Orc scaffolding guide, which is pretty cool. It's potentially making some of the... Yes, um, I had a quick look at that, yeah scaffolding uh, that was present at uh, Isengard around Orfank. Uh And then we move on to page 38, which is the scenario, the last March of the Ents. So this is a bit of an interesting one, which is, um, obviously, in the movies, it is pretty much just orcs. But in this scenario, it's predominantly Isengard, uh Uruk-hai with some orcs, yeah. versus... The Ents, because it's Tree Beard and Three Ents. That's it. No name ones, no nothing else. It's just Tree Beard, Three Ents. No mention of the Hobbits. Right. And so this is versus Urukai and Orcs. Uh, so there's a couple of Urukai Orcs, Orc uh, Captains, Orc Captains, a Troll, interesting. Um, some Berserkers, some Ferals, um, some Normal Orcs, uh, and there's two banners. So it's basically 36 models in amongst that. Um, quite a mix, but predominantly um, Urukai. So, um, if you want to replace it as a points breakdown, you've got five hundred and fifty points of good versus five hundred and seventy-five points of evil.
1: Uh-huh. Yeah, I It'd was thinking that looks fairly even.
0: Yes, but there's a lot of models because it's actually to be played on a two by four board, played yeah. lengthways. That's you're, quite you're, a lot of models.
1: You're going to be surrounding that. I don't think that matters so much when you're you're fighting Ents. Because you just want uh, as much as as much as you might get bashed, you you just want to surround them anyway. Because you, as soon as you that's the, that's your the way you bring them down. To be honest with you, so yeah.
0: See, and it, and it gets worse for the old ends on this one because um, the evil deploy at the far end plus uh, are able to deploy freely upon the uh, the scaffolding. Uh, then uh, the good deploy at the at the other end from them. So you play lengthways. Good must destroy three scaffolds. So the defense ten of six batter points. Yep. See, battle points is something that was around at the time. Nowadays, they're just wounds and things. Um, the uh, evil must kill all the Ents. If Treebeard dies, the best that good can get is a draw. Right. And um, there is a special rule for Treebeard that uh, represents Mary and pippi throwing stones. So basically, Treebeard has like a strength one throw stones.
1: Right, okay.
0: As well as his big chuck as well, I'd imagine. Um, and then uh, the evil side can uh, recycle dead warriors on a four plus. Oh, and can okay. never be broken. Oh. So it's pretty rough on the old.
1: Uh, yeah, that is. That, the that's, old
0: ends
1: Interesting. You'd have to play it through, wouldn't you? But it just feel like it could be a little bit. You could bog them down. You, if you're a good player with the uh, the Isengard, you could bog those ends down pretty quick and make an on game of it. Um, and yeah. If you've got luck so, on the dice, it could, could end up being over quite quickly. But. I like some of the elements of it, I do like I like the scaffolds, which they show you how to make beforehand as well, and I do like the, the goal of, of, of destroying them, whether that would fit into what our vision it is, I'm not sure, but I, I do like the idea if we could squeeze, if we can build that terrain, or me build that terrain, um, and we could put that in our scenario I don't know if we don't just do the latest scenario which we have discussed if we decide that we want to change it slightly I do quite like the idea of the scaffolds because not only would it look cool on the table um, having to um, destroy them would be good as well but uh, whether that makes the um, the objectives too confusing as well I don't know but uh, that's be what, that's what I would take from it probably is uh, do can we do something with the scaffolds partly because they look cool um, and can we get that into the game
0: yeah, perhaps as a deployment measure right? Hmm. And just for the rule of cool more than anything else.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly Well, right. Even if it's just terrain, because we're going to need scattered terrain anyway. We've talked about a couple of potential layouts of the board. Um, we'd probably want some scattered terrain anyway. And you don't want to put big rocks and stuff in the middle because, that, that, you know, it used to be a mass kind of know, gardens, not the word, is it? But um, at one point it was sort of trees and grassland and then it became uh, destroyed by machines and things, but there, there wasn't too many big rocks and things in the middle, was there? And there, there was just the gaping no. holes in the scaffolds, so it's, scaffolds are cool, it's cool scattered terrain, so um, building at least a couple of those will, will probably be on our plan. I'll be surprised if we don't have that on our plan. Um, but I do, you know, it's cool. The, game, the, the the thought of the game doesn't excite me as much, because I think there are better ways of, of reproducing that part of the film. We, I suppose we haven't really given that context. We, we're assuming that everyone knows, and I'm sure most people do, but we're talking about, we wanted to kind of get the, uh, do something to do with the scene in the film where the Ents are attacking Isengard. So whether that's pre or post dam breaking, or that's part of the game, or, um, but it's that that battle, isn't it? When they, when they turn up and, and start stamping on orcs and, them being set like, to, etc. etc. Et I'm sure everyone yeah. realised that, but just just as a bit of extra context there, if anyone we've kind of got into it, uh, if anyone wasn't didn't realise from the title last March, yeah, so that's the bit that we're talking about. Um, but I do, yeah, I do quite like it. I do. There's some there's there's some bits, but probably more the visuals than anything else.
0: Yeah, I think as a, a, it, it lacks something in terms of the execution. I don't think it make necessarily for a particularly fun game, particularly for someone who was picking it up.
1: Yeah, 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 definitely, definitely. It seems a bit, almost a bit basic, and and for uh, going to an event, regardless of it being a small event, I don't think that's visually exciting enough either. I think there would be better things to do. Um, I think we were thinking slightly bigger in terms of um, eye catchingness than just a few of those scaffolds.
0: Certainly, I hope so. Um, <laughs> yes, then I've proceeded through the uh, the old books, and I did touch on Legions of Middle Earth. So I wasn't sure if there'd be something in there because there was the odd scenario here and there and there. Yeah wasn't a scenario for them but they did have a Fangorn army list uh-huh. um which is pure so um there's nothing else there um it was Treebeard,
1: quickbeam yep. and Beachbone both made an appearance and uh-huh. and, and Huons uh, okay i didn't so i've not even looked at this um, that's interesting because we don't have Huons now and we, we a lot of people predicted that that uh, even even i don't know if I, pre- I didn't predict it but i thought that that might be a way that they a profile that they added in order to um to add, to add a smaller base to the army list to give you a slightly different build um, that would help um, help them in match play more than anything else. So you've got something that can uh, objective grab a bit more without you having to leave one poor, and especially at smaller points levels for like 600 points, it's very, very hard to, to have a uh, Fangorn list that uh, is flexible at all. Um, so um yeah, I, I, I wish there were hu- your huons. Um depending on what kind of profile they have, but even if it's just small, even if it's 40, forty mil bases or something with slightly smaller versions, they would have been really cool. Oh, uh,
0: yeah, absolutely I agree. So but I found that quite interesting that was in there. Unfortunately nothing that's particularly relevant to this. No, system. unfortunately we
1: can't use it. I mean we could we could use the Huan profile I suppose and 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 and, and make some, but I did not really I wanted to represent the game as it is now as well. Don't mind yes. making up a scenario, but I didn't want to represent things that aren't in the game. I wanted it to be something that people could, if they really liked, could go away and buy all the models that that we that were using. Um,
0: yeah, definitely. Um, and that shouldn't be particularly too difficult. I think everything that we may potentially end up using is still available. It's not any of the rotated out stuff, so yeah, that's great. Um, so then we come to, a long way later, uh, Warren Rohan. So yes. we have covered this previously, but we'll just give it a little bit of a skim. So um, last March of the Ents, it's on page 48, 4x4 board. Yeah. Tarabor thinks it's in the middle. Evil deploys um, 24 inches from the western board edge, so basically the entire western half of the board, or upon any scaffold. Yep. Uh, dam is at the center of the western board edge. Good deploys up to 6 inches onto the eastern board edge. Good um, have to destroy the dam, which is defense 10 and has 5 wounds. It can only be damaged in combat, so you can't throw rocks at it. Yeah, um, evil win if all good are slain. Uh, evil have flaming arrows, so any six to hit followed by a successful wound cause two wounds rather than one. And the multiplied wounds are done before fate. So, you obviously, when wound becomes twos, and you have to make two fate saves. If evil um uh win a fight, they can elect to fill uh the ent. All yeah. models roll a single dice that involved as victors in the combat, a six knocks the ent prone. So, that's pretty cool um the good side is tribute with mary and pippin quick beam beachbone and three ends so that's kind of similar to the journey book one just a little bit bigger yeah and the evil side is four orc captains and 48 orc warriors but there is no recycle and no draw conditions so i think it's actually a lot harder for the uh, orcs at that point
1: yes yeah but well, you're starting Especially with
0: when they start to break the amount of courage tests they're going to take as well
1: yeah you're starting with a lot of models um but yeah, yeah it's, all, it's, it's, all it's all Orc Warriors, isn't it? So I suppose how many orcs were there? They're all away, aren't they, attacking? But I, I'd, I'd think that there would still be some there, but I don't know, that's the question, isn't it? So these are all Orc Warriors rather than Uruks. Um, so a lot of the scenario, if you've, aside from participants, which is the question, a lot of it ticks the things that I'd probably want to do. So there's, there's a big part of me that just says just just... Just do this scenario. We've got the dam. Um, we've got all Um, I know you. You. We talked about this before. You said about maybe not putting it in the middle. Um, I quite like it in the middle if we can build enough of it. Um, you won't have seen this because I don't think it's been in the, the, the GBHL. I think it's only been on uh, Middle Earth Rocks page, but uh, someone's three D printed one. Um, and I've seen a few before, but it's it's about the size that you'd need for this this game, if you think of it in scale-wise, so it's obviously smaller than it would really be, but it's still pretty big, and it's just beautiful, and I want it. But um, one, I don't have a 3D printer, and then two, if I knew someone that did have the 3D printer and the files, um, I imagine it would cost an awful lot because of the size of it as well um but it would it would be amazing i'd absolutely love one but i'm not sure that um, between now and uh, the, the two months we need it that i could afford it find someone to do it and uh, and then well, the painting it would probably be quite easy actually <laughs> um funnily enough
0: yeah, i own. do know someone uh, with a printer with a very big build plate mm. resin as well this is, least, this is how much it would cost
1: this is how much it would cost. Especially yeah, and I know he's, he's a very
0: busy man in his own right at the moment, so I don't think that would be very fair.
1: No, um, I mean, this is the kind of thing you, you, you could do, you wouldn't need a resin printer for as well, especially with the colour it's going to be. It'd still be impressive enough, just in normal filament, wouldn't it? Um, but again, yeah, it's I don't know how many sections I have, what sizes this is in, but um, I, I, I couldn't. I was going to tag you when I saw it. This person's put videos up, but you're not in that group. So I wasn't able to. And I don't think they've posted it anywhere else, but it is stunning. Um, but there's obviously yes. files out there. But uh, whether it's. Something if, well, that's if you're achievable, a listener,
0: uh, dear, dear
1: creator of all Think, please yes.
0: do feel free to put us in our Out of the Foreign Pan group.
1: Yeah. Absolutely. I'll be very interested. I'll, try, to see I'll it. try and find a way for you to just see I know you're not not in that group. Um, or. Give me a screenshot or something. Yeah, well, it's because yeah, it's a video. Yeah, well, otherwise, it, I would have done it uh but yeah I'll do a, a screenshot of the of the of the video. Um I'll do a few screenshots as it goes through I'll see if I can do it. But it's it was very impressive and I did think if I had the money and it was feasible in the two months I'd be very tempted just to go do it. Um because uh it would would save some time and then it's how much do you if you're gonna build it by scratch, how much do you build and how high do you go? You don't need to do the all the way to the top, but it'd be nice to get to the balcony really and maybe stick um um, salmon on there. Have you got salmon page? I've got mine, haven't I? With with um. Not
0: yet. He's with...
1: coming. So I mean, I I can bring mine just to have him on show on the on the I'll, balcony.
0: I'll have probably done mine by then. Okay, cool, cool. That cool. is the that is the plan. Um, if, if I'm going to commit to this. Uh, guard army. I might as well finish it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To cool. in the
1: cabinet. You, you you do it, but yeah, if you don't, if you don't have time to, I've I've got him, and I've got the Palante done. We did it for our what's it called game, so he can. <laughs> he's only going to sit on there well probably. I imagine we won't have him as. Did he? That's the other thing. He's never in. It was he. He, he kind of hid, didn't he? He yeah didn't, he did not uh, get involved in didn't the get fight get involved which is weird you think he think he would use his magic but he's probably driven mad by his realization of defeat at that point i imagine um so he will be there just as a bit of a, a showpiece but if we could have him so he sat on his balcony and then maybe finished the model just slightly above that for whatever we decide to do um that would that would be cool so there's a lot of that i think it fits it's the latest edition of the game it fits why not use most of it? For me, it comes down to are the participants right? And it'd be nice to have a few. God, in my mind, there would be some orcs there, but, um, yes. maybe it'd be cool to have a majority of orcs, um, with a few kind of orcs that are left behind, um, doing this and that. Maybe the ones with, uh, slight injuries or something, you know, dodgy calf and hamstring, something like that. Taking, a, t- <laughs> taking, them, taking the game out. Um, so I like that there's a lot I like that feels like well if I wrote if we wrote something it might not be as good as that as it is anyway Um, and the the, the latest scenarios are pretty good aren't they so uh, there's a lot about that I like that says we probably don't need to reinvent the wheel Um, and then it comes into things so I looked at the Battle Games of Middle-Earth because I've got them all Um, and then again I've stopped I had a very quick flick through some of the later editions because they kind of start Returning to stuff, so I may have missed it, but I don't think there is. I think so. We've just covered; you know, they've just not just recently covered some of this on on uh, on Battle Streams, haven't they? So Battle Games in Middle Earth Issue Thirty Two is themed around the last march of the Ents, um, and there is a scenario in there called Bridge the Dam, so it's just about the dam part of it, um, and it's 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 cool. Um, but you know, it's probably like we've already discussed. It's probably covered in the, the the one we just looked at. So it's a it's. A, it's a 4 by 3 board, another one of those smaller boards. The dam's in one corner. Um, and then there's a, a, a section of the wall that goes around all things. That big circular wall um, is in another corner on the same table edge. Um, and I think the U- rents have got to get through there first and then make their way to the dam and break it. And you got Uruks in this that do start on the wall. And you've got Orcs on the dam itself. Um, and it's OK. Um, I might play nicely but it's again it's a bit too small i think i think if we were taking something um that we wanted people to come up to us and say how do you play the game one of these smaller ones might have been a better way to go but because we're putting on a show game that someone might join in with as well i think the bigger the bigger theme is better we might regret this when we're looking at our time and how much we have or haven't built but um so that was that was battle games in the middle of issue 32 Um, And then you've got um, issues 38 and 39, you have a scenario and you have a battle report so split over the two. So the scenario's in 38 and then a battle report split over 38 and 39 and it's called Assault on Orthanc. Um, But it's a bit, it's more post-defeat, so to speak, post-flooded Isengard and it's a bit more themed with the heroes arriving afterwards and at least the armies are set that way, so Gandalf's there and... uh, is there, and Theoden, etc. And you've got warriors of Rohan, and you've got um, Aragorn and Legolas Gimli. Um, and then the evil side, you've got Saruman and Wormtongue, and Grishnak, and then some some Uruks, and a Mordor Orc, and a cave troll, bizarrely. Um, so it's a bit more of that kind of, if there was a fight at that point, which obviously doesn't happen in the, in the film or the book. Um, the yeah, staff is broken, and all the rest and in the, the film, he falls out. Falls off the top of all tank and uh, spears himself on a on a wheel, and um, and then the uh, in the, in the books they let him go and he goes and wrecks the shire. Um, but so it's it's a very much a what could happen, and they've turned it into a game. But uh, so again, it doesn't really suit what we're looking to do. We don't think, um, but it's it's interesting to to read the, the bits around the uh, the dam etc. But again, I think the latest uh, the scenario is probably better for that as well. It does have. Um, some across the two editions um, there are some modelling articles that might be helpful one I don't think will be helpful which is modelling Orthanc itself because yeah, it's um, it's nothing like the Orthanc in the, in the film apart from the top um, it's, I don't know how you describe it Dan, how would you describe it it's kind of like a, it's a very short, probably 12 inch high square tower Completely square tower yeah. with a balcony, which looks quite cool. And the, it's if and it the, was designed
0: by the Soviets, I think.
1: Yeah, and the spikes on the top look quite cool. Um, but the rest of it doesn't look anything like the the Orthanc from the, from the film. This is obviously done as a, you make this at home with, with some polystyrene packaging kind of thing, rather than you'd make this ridiculous. It's the right thing for for Battle Games of Middle-Earth, but it's not. doesn't look anything like Orthanc. It looks like uh, if Orthanc was a... Um, um, a chibi kind of designed uh, little mini model or something. Um, But there is a, there is a little bit about some designing. um, So we had the scaffolds before um, and there's a little bit about making the, um, the, what's it called? The uh, industrial wheels and things that we saw. So I think that could be useful uh, along with the scaffold. So we got the two modeling bits that we could probably make a couple of scaffolds maybe, and maybe make one of the, the wheels, maybe two of the wheels. Um, that could be quite handy, um, and it does look really cool when it's fin- when it's finished as well. And most of it's kind of using balsa and stuff, which is fairly easy to work with. Um, so, modelling wise, I think I found a little bit of inspiration. Um, there's also how to build a dam. I should should you know shouldn't skim over that as well. There's a bit of how to build the dam out of uh, blue blue foams and stuff as well, and that's in the um, issue 32. So I think there's a good smattering there. There might be bits we've missed. There might be bits in I haven't searched through the online database that shows you what the themes of, and the topics in each of the white dwarfs. So there may have been something in one of those which made it into a, a best of white dwarfs that we didn't know about. So I didn't look at those. Um, but I feel like we've got a, a decent enough smattering of information. So it's really now, um, for me, it goes back to, I think, I What you think, well, I think we should go back to the latest in Rohan scenario and decide whether we're going to just do it as is or whether we're going to change and adapt anything. If you think there's anything that won't work as a display game or any models we don't want to take. And I, I think the first point is um, you'd like to take some Uruk's because there's no Uruk's in that at all. Yeah.
0: Um, plus it ties into what I want to paint. So I might exactly. All, if I'm going to do important. it, I might as well
1: do it. Exactly. Exactly. And I, I think it's very fair that they would, they would be there. Um, uh, I think there should be some orcs as well, probably. But um, you've got orcs painted, haven't you? You've probably got forty-eight orcs, but you've got. Oh, I have twenty-four. Orcs painted. Okay. so I, I think it would make a lot of sense to use those twenty-four, um, and then make up the rest of the stuff using using mixture of your Uruk scouts and um, which I could see some of the scouts being there because they've sent their heavily armoured Uruks away to Helm's Deep. So, I can imagine the, the scouts that you've just finished painting for Am and they could fit in quite nicely. And maybe the old one or two of the others. I'm not too, too fussed either, either way, but um, I think that might, might work. It's so whether you wanted to go for a kind of change the whole kind of special rules and, and make it as a, a respawning type thing, or whether you'd just want to just change the participants and go with the rest. Is there anything you don't like about the current scenario?
0: Nothing in particular. I think obviously the changing the balance of evil miniatures as long as it's in the realms, you know, if it's orcs and oraks and things like that, I think that's fine. Yeah. Um I think it gives us an opportunity to use more of a selection of models and you know, there is nice the idea of being able to get stuff painted up. Um yeah. you know, it encourages me to paint things, which is great. Um, I think from the uh, good side, I mean that's pretty much your army, isn't
1: it? Yeah. It is. That's just so, everything I'll need to paint. So that that's that works perfectly for me. Um, as I said earlier in the show, the only thing I'll have to consider is is how the base goes into my um, display board later on. Um, and some will have some water effect on the bases. Maybe not all, um, but again, that's not really an issue. So aside from us nailing down the participants, um, how many how many scouts have you got?
0: Twenty
1: four. Twenty four. So you could. You, do it as it is now, It is is how much extra you want to fit, because you could quite easily swap out 24, the 24 Orc Warriors you've not got for 24 Scouts, and we say that those Scouts were left because they weren't, you know, they, they've been off raiding or something like that, and they've, they're they have back at Isengard, very, very easy to do, and they fit the theme, so technically, it depends what you want to take, yeah, but I mean, the a, uh, yeah.
0: a, a force that was raised, uh, like raiding the Westfold, um, yeah. comes back and is defending instead, so I can paint up my fighting Rakai as well and have a couple of pikes in there, which actually might prove useful and be an interesting idea yeah. for fighting ents. To be fair,
1: yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah, that's um, a good idea. I wouldn't go too heavy on the armored ones, but um, yeah, but I you think... can always mix
0: it up. We could always just get 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 Saruman involved
1: yeah we could do because he, he
0: was outside when they arrived and it's only because he was quick on his heels he got through the door before uh, the Ents were able to reach him so, so maybe in, in, in our variation on this he had a you know he had a backbone for once the only thing I we'll have knows? to look
1: at there is is maybe tot up the points because at the moment he's talk, expensive <laughs> yeah which um, and, uh, and i don't know there's nothing to really add to balance the the lack of magic side over for the for the for the end and we want it to be we want it to I haven't played it so we're going to have to test it even if we do it on a on a flat board without the terrain on um, mm. and see how well balanced it is. I haven't even pointed it up so we'll have to do that um, and work out if you want to add Saruman in. I've got no problem with that. That If you're adding Saruman but you, you are switching out half of the standard alt warriors already for some Uruks or already slightly better and you're adding magic in there, Will what will that do to the balance of the scenario? That's the only Oh, definitely. Yeah. Because I'm just getting carried away with like it. I haven't, I I it haven't got it. an extra, extra extra, end or two to chuck in to, to make even more. Um, that's the, That'll be the thing there. So we'll have to make sure that... It, I'm not worried about winning, but if we want to put a game on that's... If we end up having to play it four times, we want it to be like some of the best games we had from the, the quest Um, when they could have gone either way rather than, just, you know we wouldn't want to play the the Mizo Moria one um the, the balance 2 4 times over in a day where be could get a little bit um a little, little bit boring, so. Um, uh, not, yeah. <laughs> so we'd have to see what, how much, what, if if Saruman was there, what's uh, what would his role be, and how much could he control the battlefield, etc. We just have to kind of sort that out in playtesting, maybe. Um, and as I said, if you start, you add him in, you're going to reduce the amount of stuff you've got quite a lot in other things, and then that might not be enough. So it's, um, um, I'm not going to do it live on the podcast now because it'd be boring. But I think we should tot up the points of Those army lists work out what the you know the balance between them versus um, the objectives. And because um, we want something that's a little bit tense, go, go either way. I quite like the idea of a, building a couple of uh, a couple of scaffolds and a, a couple of wheels or something like that. And that should be easy enough. The dam should be very easy with foam. Um, and then it's the, the all tower itself, it's going to be there. Again, it will have to be blue foam at the moment, unless we can find a affordable and option for something to print something or other, even if it's just the bottom sort of foot or foot and a half 18 inches maybe of the of the tower we don't need the full thing goes up to the ceiling as much as i love it it would be very stunning but i think we probably started planning this too late if we knew in january that we're doing this in october we could have found someone and invested i would have invested the money in it definitely but um, i imagine that i found the
0: file online for 13 (laughs) dollars okay
1: files all cool but yeah it's finding someone that can print it for an affordable affordable amount so maybe we will maybe we won't um but there's yeah, there's quite a lot to build and paint. Um, I've got a couple of mats that'll do, so that's easy enough. Sort of kind of stone based things. Um, I maybe will make a couple of um, like scattered terrain bits that look like water, so just to add, just to appear as it leaks if that weren't for when the dam breaks. We obviously can't fill the whole board with water; that would cause a problem. Um, I think if we chucked a bucket of water on the table, it would might upset people at balls and swords as well. Um,
0: uh, just a tiny bit, yeah.
1: But um, having having some sort of patches of water might be worth doing as good scatter terrain as well. Um, and this table will will, will appear at um, at uh, um, Flotsam and Jetsam next year. We so need need some more tables now, anyway. So. That will be good, so it will be used. I might have to get an, an extra mat. I think I'll be using one of the mats I've already earmarked for something else, but we'll get the same thing again. But I definitely have some gray stonish stoneish-looking mats that'll be perfect to add these bits to it. So I think we're nearly there. I mean, I'm 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 happy with this scenario. I think we just need to tweak the participants. Um, if you're happy with that,
0: yeah, I I think that's um, that's, I, that's pretty fair. Um, I, I'm or, more more comfortable with this scenario, definitely.
1: Or thank in the middle. Um, because it means changing the scenario quite a lot if we don't. I like it in the middle, and I think it will be, because you've got the dam one side. Um, I think otherwise the dam's going to be too... F- if you put tank in in one corner, you're going to have to put the dam almost in the opposite, and then there's the whole board in between. That's quite a long way to go.
0: Um, yeah, that makes it incredibly difficult.
1: Yeah, so I I, I think we have to go with... All thank in the middle. You could still put the dam in the corner so it doesn't take up a whole four, because at the moment it takes up a whole four foot edge of the board, doesn't it? In the image, um, it's probably two foot wide, the dam, isn't it? With uh,
0: yeah, it it's must quite be big. around that uh, at least 18 inches. So, I mean, it
1: again, you can make it smaller and just have the the rock not stretched to each corner of the board because it makes very little difference, does it really? So, um and it would be if you make that I quite like the one that's in about Games of Middle Earth. It fits quite nicely in the corner, so that would be something that could work, maybe, but might not make too much difference to the, to the scenario. But I I, 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 think you could do it and make make it easier just by making it fit on one side. I'm thinking about how much blue foam we'd need, etc, etc. And I think the position where it is is fine. I think just maybe make the dam slightly smaller, slightly narrower. Um, or less, yeah. less run off of rock on the edge if that makes sense and we're, we're talking about something we can both look at right now so if you're at home please do look at page 49 of, of War in Rohan and have a look at the layout of the table but uh, so when we're looking at the dam on the left hand side I'm thinking that maybe the whole bit of terrain is only two foot wide um, so the dam bit's about Two foot and then very little rock on the edge rather than build all the way along just because of the, the sheer amount. I don't know, so like much it depends how much blue foam I've got and how much I can paint and stuff. Um, but yeah, I think, um, all thank in the middle, um, a couple of rocks, but not much at all, and uh, two maybe three scaffolds and one wheel. One wheel does look Three scaffolds and a wheel. What do you reckon?
0: Sounds about fair because three scaffolds seems to be the general amount that they uh, are using in the previous
1: scenarios as well. I think that's what's in the picture, isn't it? It looks like three yeah. scaffolds. So We do three scaffolds because the wheel will take a bit more work. The wheel's more there for show, I think, because it looks so it looks different. So three scaffolds and a wheel, um, and then the dam and all uh, oh, things. So that's it's a fair chunk to do in uh, in a couple of months, but it'll be it'll be cool to do, and um, we can obviously share the progress with you as as we go paint more blooming minis, so, uh, yeah, no <laughs> Well, worries. again, you don't. This is the thing, Dan. You, you've 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 got enough to play it already. Painted with that last lot you've just done. Um, you've got forty eight orcs of of the, of a certain variety that would fit there. Obviously, if you want to so say a couple of pikes, you can paint them. But you've you've got enough as it is. Um,
0: well, I've literally just done a bit of totting as we've been um, going, and yeah. actually, there's it's a it's a scary uh, disparity in um, you know because it's eight hundred and sixty points for the Ents. Okay. Um, and it's uh, if I did everything I painted for the Scouts, including Lurts, I'm we'll just using as a, a character as a captain. And then painted two more captains for all the orcs I've got. Plus Saruman, it ends up at eight hundred and sixty.
1: Okay, so that could so, that could well work then.
0: Yeah, potentially. It would mean all I'd really have to paint a couple of captains for my Mordor and um, yes,
1: Saruman. Yeah, because yeah, so, it's um, one less end than my thousand point list because that'd be four. And we yeah. could we to be fair, if you're painting extra bits anyway. Um, it depends on what you want to pay. And we could we could do that as well. We could just up it to a thousand points and uh, see how that works as well. It might be that it's edged that way so that the because it's a narrative scenario and the ends do win in the in the in the film. If that makes sense, um, it might be that it's kind of you want the What's game, it, you, you want the, the narrative scenario to be a challenge, but then also I don't know seven times out of ten. Go, to, go the way the, the film or the book did if that makes sense I, that, that, I don't know how they whether they design it that way that might be my approach if I was doing it um, you definitely wouldn't wouldn't want it to be so hard to recreate what happens in the film because a lot of people are just trying to recreate for fun aren't they but potentially if I get I mean it's one less end I could not paint I suppose um, if time's a problem but if you ended up painting up enough that you've got a thousand points anyway I could I could go to my full what, 980 I think it is and have the extra end and um, and it might work. So you having Sarah man chucking a couple of uh, spells off the off the uh, the balcony. Yeah, could, I
0: could mean, good. definitely could,
1: definitely could, be, could work. Could be fun. Could be fun. Um, so yeah, that's well, that's good. It's good to know. Good, good bit of maths on the go. Then when I was rabbiting on and on, we um, got something useful out of that segment rather than me just say we'll come back to it later. But I think we're nearly there. I think I think it's pretty honest that we're, we're pretty obvious that what we need to, to paint and build for it. Really, is just whether you want to take it from what up to the thousand point or not and whether you've got enough models that you are planning to paint to do that um, and the rest mm-hmm. of it is just getting on and building it so get my uh, lollipop sticks out and actually start start making some Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> fiddling yeah, into definitely. my hobby plans for the next um, sort of two months um, actually start building the bits go and check what blue foam I've got, I've got some in my loft um, and just start making a go of it
0: yeah, actually, I think I could actually do it if I if we went all Uruks, I could definitely do the full thousand points worth of uh, events. I've just literally done a quick tot on that as well. It'd Be nice so to if get some orcs um, in there. If, though, if I if have... went pure Uruk, I could do it. Okay. Mm. Sorry, I think that sounds pretty reasonable, and it's a good reason for you to get your
1: uh, furnace gold. Yeah, I don't finish. know whether I, from a from an authenticity point of view, it'd be a shame not to have any orcs there as well. But mm, uh, yeah, that is true. Um, that is true. I could always kick
0: Saruman out. We can work that one out. That's a that's a finessing yeah. issue. You see I'm going to paint
1: the models anyway. It's whether the, the the balancing points versus the the balancing magic or not. I don't know. We what we potentially could do is that you have the orcs there as well. Don't have Saruman as part of the list. Have him so that yeah. he um sits in the tower, but maybe can do something. We can build a special rule in so he does get to do something, but he's not like a normal armyless playing piece so to speak so something you can control but because he is panicked and mad he's because because otherwise you're turning it into a match play game i suppose where he's you're going to be tempted to well if the best thing to do is walk him down out of the tower you'll do that whereas yeah um,
0: which wouldn't be uh yeah
1: (laughs) so maybe we don't see where you get to um do your do your orcs and your orcs have lots in there to do 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 a bit? I think you should have some orcs. I think they were definitely there at that point. It was all in the in the scene. It's all orcs in the book. It's orcs, isn't it? So it'd be a shame to shop them all out for orcs. Um, but um, maybe we look at um, Saruman being stuck there, but just able to use one spell or something like that. And just like a little yeah, extra I mean for that's, that's two
0: hundred and five points agreement because you've got to take Grima. So yeah,
1: but again you say you've got to take. Greamer, but what's he going to do?
0: Oh, but you, agree, prepared, if, if, you don't we, see Saruman without Grima at that point. No, yeah. but again,
1: he can just sit on the balcony as a model to look cool. Oh, he, yeah, in yeah, terms definitely. of making it something that's that's fun and playable, but, but also does bear some resemblance to the to to what happened, um, then him just sitting there on the balcony might be um, might be cool. And, you know, oh, definitely. He doesn't have to do anything. He just looks. If you want to paint him, by all means, take him and stick him there. But he might just be. Looking pretty as part of the part of the model, and I quite like the idea that if, if we needed to balance it, Samang, as I say, can't leave the balcony, but maybe he can, maybe he can cast something, um, and you have that as a bit of an extra. But I'd, 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 yeah, I'd say, I mean, I'm not going to force you, but I'd say, it'd be cool to have some, a, a chunk of orcs there because that's that's they should be. Um, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Of I'm
0: just going to paint a couple of captains, but that's not particularly an issue. I do need those because I want them for um, doing barad later. Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, you could That's always. Not the worst doing You could
1: well. just, you know, you, the worst case scenario signify a couple as captains if you couldn't get around to it, couldn't you as well? Oh yeah, we, there's,
0: there's plenty of ways around a all the ca- a, a little no, subtle
1: problems. counter on a base or something like that. Um, it could could work, but um, yeah, I'd, yeah, I think that'd be cool. I'd be quite like the idea of, of of having Saruman and Grima there, but maybe they don't. I just don't want to turn it... I want it to, to balance, but I don't want to turn it into a match play game because I don't think it would be a very good one on that on that table. And then you'd just you'd be wanting to... Because you spent all the points on Saruman and Grimmy, you'd be wanting to bring them onto the table to do stuff. And I think then you end up with something that just doesn't resemble what we're trying to recreate. Um, and I want people to come up and see it as a... Not only as a SPG game, but also a... Oh, yeah, I know that. I, I know the film. I know that scene. Um, so that's, that's the balance there, I think. But anyway... Yeah, I mean, we, Going we around circles, going around in circles probably a little bit. So yeah, your thoughts, people, that's probably a good thing to, to comment about because uh, aside from the someone chatting out and going, yeah, we can print you one, it'll be X amount, and we can go, ouch, no, we can't afford it, or we can't print you one, go away. Apart from that, um, it's more about the how would you balance the list, would you change them, would you know just what's there and, and, and not change it for what reason, or would you introduce... The bits we talked about—how many orcs would you introduce, and would you introduce Sam and grimo And if you did, would you have them just swan around the table, or would you kind of build them into the scenario in a slightly different way? Because I quite like the idea of them being stuck on the balcony, but maybe able to do something, have some effect on the game. So it feels like those scenes. But anyway, I'm quite excited to do it. I do. There's a minor bit of anxiety that uh, we've picked something that's. Uh, we're going to require probably more of the scenery building on top of building the army as well in that time. Yeah. I think that's the bit I need to kind of get my head around. Um, lucky a lot of it's rock-based, um, and the supports and stuff and things, I might be able to, to sort of, I don't know. We'll see. That's that's the bit I've got to kind of plan and get it done. Maybe get it out of the way pretty quick so I can focus on the rest. But... Thank you very much for listening to that part. So, um, I think we're done. I don't think there's anything else to talk about when it comes to uh, to, to this scenario and Crack Con. But um, no, yeah, please do come down well and, and say hello no if you're local. <laughs> Absolutely. Right then. So, let's take a little break and we will come back with Heroic Deathmatch. <coughs> And here we are to say goodbye yet again. That's quite a long show for us, I think. There's um quite a lot of news which always helps. And um and us rabbiting on about a game that um, that uh, uh, literally one or two percent of the people listening to this podcast was, are gonna go uh, come and say probably. Um so Dan, anyone you'd like to shout out, say hello to, say goodbye to, um any of the following?
0: yeah yeah um the usual suspects so uh legion of War wargamers is uh operating again uh by all means join the facebook group and uh, pop down if you're in the area uh, i'd also like to give the usual shout out to um sort of damon and steve the battle streams of middle earth guys um anyone else who's putting content out i've been catching up with some of the north of the shire absolutely fantastic um the rising guard episodes were well worth a listen um sort of anyone who's also putting out uh, video content at the moment or you know producing anything else that's going up on the uh main like battle uh games in middle earth or whatever anywhere that's going um the gbhl anyone who's basically causing uh us to have really cool things to look at at the moment is always good by me so many thanks also um i do believe that uh damien and tom are going to be at articon so anyone who's going
1: there you can pick up a copy of spg there yes yes i'm uh eager to get my hands on uh, the, the next edition. I'm yes, sure definitely. We, sure we will so uh, if we don't get one of our someone that we know there to to pick one up, I'm sure I'll, I'll be ordering them as soon as they go on general sale. Um so yeah, you basically say say thank you to anyone and everyone that's part of this really really cool community that is linked to spg because it is definitely still one of the best out there. Um and I, yeah, I, I haven't really got anything to to sort of add to what you said, apart from the thankers. I do want to thank everyone who um, obviously went on about my parachute jump, which was completely non-SPG related, um, in the last episode. So thank you for all the people who have donated some very very generous donations from listeners to the show so and I think I've messaged most of you that I've just checked on today and I have there's a couple of people I have a message to say thank you so you will be having a message soon will before this podcast comes out but thank you for those of you who I know listen to the show who have um, donated for that um, there's, uh, there's we still a little way to go on our target so if you still feel really inclined to um, give me some some money to uh, jump out of an aeroplane um, to raise money for Ronald McDonald House Charities in Bristol then you can do so but Genuinely, it's just me being a bit cheeky and using the platform to to shout out. So, um, so yeah, but thank you for those who have already done so. Um, other than that, the usual social media stuff. So, please do head over to our Facebook page, and you can follow us on there and give us a like. You don't have to follow; you can you don't have to like. You can just follow these days, and you can find out all of our shows when they go live. Will be posted on there first. You can join our group if you want to not only find out when shows are going live, but also join in the discussion and share your pictures of painted stuff and things. You can follow us on Instagram at podcast and on Twitter at OOTFP. And there's more and more stuff going on there, but we tend to post in the same things in all of those places generally. Um, and then you can email us directly if you want to just send us a message at ootfppodcast.gmail.com. Please do check out our YouTube. We haven't put a, a video on there for a while. Um, as said many, many, many times before, it is a sister show, sister sort of channel to the audio podcast. So it is there for when we can get a chance to do something video wise and um, I quite often, when I do stuff now, they go up on both my Miniature Realms channel and on the YouTube, so the next Smell video, I'm probably not going to do one until I've finished it now, to be honest with you, um, but when I um, when I do a, a sort of a spinny spinny showcase of the finished model, it will go up on both places, so if you uh, if you don't watch my videos on Miniature Realms, you'll be able to see it on our Out of the Frying Pan. Watch it on both, give us a like on both. Um, but other than that, thank you very much for listening, and we will catch you soon.